and welcome to the first ever and arguably only they made another one one year anniversary special how is that i mean you're not wrong next time it'll be a two-year anniversary <laughs> yeah special so only. this is a very special episode where this is the first and only time we will be celebrating our first anniversary um for anybody who doesn't know they made another one is a show where we study an often forgotten installment in a franchise each week and see how it holds up all on its own except for this one so if this is your first episode go listen to at least 10 other episodes make a cool list and then come back to this episode uh i'm one of your hosts Corey, and i'm your other host liam oh yeah and uh we've been on we've been feeling ourselves we're having a great time over here we're vibing and uh we're really excited because you know Holy shit, Liam. We've been doing this for an entire year. Oh my gosh. I don't I can't think of many things I've been doing for an entire year besides like just being alive in general. Right. Well, like and and- especially because it's it's a week every single year, you know what I mean? It would be one thing if we put out uh that first Hellraiser episode and then we checked back in a year later, you know? Like right. I guess in that way we've been podcasting for a year. It's just we put out one a year. But the fact that we've been doing one a week for a year, I'm impressed with myself. Yeah, it, it, I don't know if it just makes it sound like I don't have other accomplishments, but like I can't think of anything else that I've done this consistently that's not like school or a job or something that I have to do. Yeah, so this is the first big like ongoing creative project that I've had with this level of consistency, and it's very weird to be here. Like. It's not like I didn't think we were going to make it because I did. I had full faith in us, but like we actually did it, you know? Yeah, and it's documented too, which is very Right, we cool. have the proof. We have receipts. Yeah, cuz there's there's probably things I've done once a week that at this point I don't even remember that I did them once a week. Like, you know, there was a summer where I read a lot, so I probably finished a couple books a week, but I wasn't writing it down or anything. So now it's just it's like the summer that I read a good amount, but this, we have a journal of the whole year. And so when I was making this top 10 episode, I was just scrolling and scrolling and I just, it just saw so much stuff that we did and it just kept going. It was, it was a really, really cool feeling. Yeah. Really quick. Liam alluded to something. We'll explain in a little bit. Uh, we're doing a top 10 episode. I guess we had been talking amongst ourselves off of the microphones and we felt very comfortable knowing that we were doing a top 10 episode. And the title probably tells you that this is a top 10 episode, but just in case, this is a top 10 episode, so later on, uh, we will be presenting our top 10 favorite movies that we have covered in the past year, but first, like we're doing, we're taking a trip down memory lane, you know, and um, there's a lot of, there's there's just so much, right, because like, it's so stupid to say out loud, but like, a year is a long time. I mean, especially when you consider where we were last year. Uh, and where we are this year, just on a grand scale, you know, it's a very, very different year this yeah, year. Yeah. Do, do you mean just like in our? Do you mean cosmically or like in our personal lives? You know what? Honestly, I mean both. Yes. Because, uh, yes to both. Yeah, because I, I was thinking as you were talking, um, as as I normally do when you talk, I was thinking, hey, <laughs> I've done this podcast in so many different places in the last year. Yeah. You know, I've done it. I've done it on a couch in a bedroom across town. In fact, in the same bedroom Corey is in right now. I've podcasted in that room. I've podcasted in my basement across the province. 
uh, a province is like a state in Canada across the province. I've, I've podcasted in a basement. I've podcasted in a bedroom over there. I've podcasted on the floor of a bedroom in a suburb in our town. I've podcasted in this new place I'm in. I've podcasted in another room in a in the same suburb, and it's just we've just it, yeah. it's, it just makes it so clear that we've 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 really uh we've been living our lives for a whole year, but yeah. we've been making the podcast work the entire time. You know, I now regret not recording an episode when I was in Vietnam just so I could one up your list. Oh my gosh, dude! Imagine that would have been. I mean, like. When I went on that trip, we thought about it, but the time zone made it really hard. But we it's nearly true. did it. Yeah. <laughs> and next time, next time one of us does a big trip, I think we should. Oh, we should push we have to. to do it. For yeah, sure. no, hundred percent. I, I love listening to podcasts, and um, and the hosts talk about how one of them is you know, living at two in the morning currently because of time zones or one of them is like on a, on a road trip. I've heard podcasts where someone is just driving on a highway and recording into their phone. And I just, I love stuff like that where uh, people just want to talk about, you know, whatever it is they want to talk about in our case, movies, and they'll kind of do it no matter what the show must go on. And I love stuff like that. Yeah. So I think maybe, maybe in future years we'll become like a traveling road show. Uh, where we just record from all over the place, because I've mostly recorded in various bedrooms, uh, three different cities, but uh, that pales in comparison to Liam's uh, globe-trotting. But, so, we've got memories from, like, where we've been doing it and how we've been doing it, um, but I just think, like, if you have, like, a gut-check reaction, like, if I were to ask you, like, what's a standout memory from, like, the year of doing the show, like, what jumps out to you? Oh, man. It would be, I was sitting on the couch in the bedroom you're in right now. It was it was pretty early days. I'm not even sure if I had a microphone yet, because now I, I talk into a microphone that sits on my desk, and it's really neat. But in the, in the first few weeks there, I just talked into uh, my laptop or into uh, a mic built into my headphones. I was certainly on the old Clancy Brown infested <laughs> laptop at the time in fact it was so early that clancy brown hadn't even infected the laptop yet um and the episode was blair witch 2 book of shadows well actually I, i'll have you know it's book of shadows blair witch 2 yeah, right, right. it's the whole bit <laughs> which is which is what we talked about in the episode yeah. yes um <laughs> and i just remember finishing that episode and you and i were just saying wow that one that one felt different because Corey and I felt so passionately about the the um, the improper title and the about what the, what the movie was trying to do, <laughs> and um, we just kind of went off. It was a particularly long episode, and I felt like we we struck a nice line. This is us just totally feeling ourselves right now, but we, well, we struck mean, a this, really. This episode's for us, okay? Next week we'll come back with a regular episode for everybody else, but this one's for us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Also, Liam, I'll we, have you know, Book of Shadows Blair Witch 2 was a normal length episode. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, maybe we must have cut out a, a bunch of bits oh, that I, did. I said we, that were super embarrassing. We got kind of... We went after Joe Berlinger a little bit, and I cut <laughs> some of that out. <laughs> All right. Well, everybody out there, maybe you'll listen to this episode and it won't be special at all. I, I don't know what's in the final cut, but I'll tell you that <laughs> after we finished recording, I felt super good and i felt like we kind of whatever rules we had set for ourselves implicitly I, I felt like we had broken them but i still felt like we gave the movie a fair shake and i thought that we um 
we're kind of we were feeling a bit free and we were feeling yeah. a bit funny. We were on the we same also, wavelength too. We had something to say. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I that one sticks out to me for sure. Yeah, I think we definitely had a format or like an implicit format early on that I think we started to get away from. And I think it got better the further away we got from that. Um, like looking at this episode list, um, I think like by the time we start to get into like old boy territory where we're not just kind of like reciting the movie back at each other with like thoughts, but we're really kind of like going in and um, not just analyzing it, but also like willing to go on tangents and talk about other shit. That's like, somewhat related but not entirely i also think about um the first time we had a guest that made it feel very like legit for some reason that always feels like a big deal when you're like oh my god we have a guest wow holy shit and um that episode was also so long the first time we did that where i was like man this show's got like all sorts of different like gears it can hit basically which has been really cool i think that aside um, if I had to pick a recent thing as well, I think the first time I had seen the podcast done up with the new art, it felt very weird and cool because it, that felt like another step to take too. Like there's the step that you're talking about, which is like breaking our own rules. And then there's like getting that outside opinion and seeing how that changes, how the show feels. And then it's like legitimizing ourselves a bit more like giving ourselves like a look and an aesthetic that fits the feel of the show and like all of that really came together in a cool way yeah yeah that's a great point um that art wasn't able to exist um early on in the show one because we didn't we weren't connected to these people um in that way with the podcast um as a sort of backbone and also the podcast didn't really have enough personality so we needed an identity first yeah we could have enlisted jade i'm sure um and she would have given us something great but i don't think she kind of would have been shooting at the hip whereas i think at this point we we kind of we did have an identity and we had these movies that we liked and uh we had uh a tone that's reflected in the colors on the podcast on the artwork and i i think it just you're you're right i think it really worked well it was a really great step that that artwork yeah and i think while while we're talking about sort of like the people that we've had along the way i'm gonna get i'm gonna get sappy and sentimental and i'm gonna give i'm gonna give everybody a big thank you here so um for anybody who's listened up to this point even once even if you hated it um thank you for checking us out and giving us a chance uh because we're here and able to do this for a year because people are listening um one of those things where it's not like we wouldn't have kept going if people weren't i think we would have but knowing that people listen every week and we get like genuine feedback and we're doing it for more than just ourselves really sort of makes it i don't i don't I don't even know how to articulate it really. It's just, it's cool. And it's never a position I necessarily thought I'd be in. And, um, <clears throat> sorry. And Getting choked up here. <laughs> and, um, I, I'm looking forward to doing it more. And, uh, first of all, yeah, thank you very much to Jade, who we thank every week and will continue to thank until the end of time for the incredible artwork and also coming on the show recently. And doing that Zathura episode where we learned more about Jonah Bobo than I think anybody ever thought we could. Thank you to Mitch for coming on and uh, giving us an air of uh, class and intelligence that we maybe don't always have. 
uh, while still being prepared to rip into a bad movie because I don't think we'll ever forgive The French Connection 2 for being as boring as it was. Um, thank you to Laura for coming on repeatedly as well and in a similar way helping us tap into a kind of movie that we wouldn't do all the time. I don't know if by watching to all the boys we were necessarily classing up the joint but we always had a lot of fun getting into a couple different things it was fun that we were able to be flexible and have that extra that extra voice on the show and same with madeline too thank you for coming on for legally blonde with laura as well and i know that we have been plotting a little bit uh for their return and um a possible dive into twin peaks so we'll see where that goes that's a fun tease um thank you to neil for getting on the sleepaway camp train with us to mixed results um it was cool having someone else there for me to have a complete breakdown uh because i don't think that had really happened in any other episode of the guest so uh seeing how that panned out was cool and uh appropriately last but not least thank you to final neil for um taking us down the terrifying nightmare rabbit hole of american pie and um taking us to the limit, giving us the longest episode we've ever done and talking about all kinds of dumb bullshit along the way. Everybody who has been a part of this show up to this point that isn't us has brought something really unique and special to that. And we can't wait to have you all back and we can't wait to add more people to that list. And um, hopefully everybody's enjoying it. So I guess that's the big sappy thank you part. I don't know if Liam has anything he wants to add. I didn't write that. I just sort of went for it. But, but I'm getting a bit choked up. <laughs> What is that no, voice? Dude, it's, <laughs> it's me crying while trying not to cry. Um, uh, no, dude, you nailed it. You totally nailed it. I think um, every single guest has brought something unique and really cool to the podcast. And every time they're on, they bring something cool. You know, repeat guests. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, everyone has something something new to share and so much to share and so i love all those guys um happy to have any of them back and happy to have anyone else on the podcast ever you know yeah. whenever someone uh, says anything about a movie or that we cover or a, a podcast episode you know you you guys anyone listening out there has something to share and uh i would welcome anyone on you know yeah. you don't have to have grown up with us or have gone to school with us um we're not pretentious you, you know. and you're all welcome yeah and we, we just we'd love to talk with you guys about movies or uh about anything that isn't a movie but comes up while we're supposed to be talking about a movie you know yeah. it's just it's so much fun and i high love the idea of um, ice cream what's that Corey? i said high school cafeteria ice cream <laughs> and uh you know every every time we put out an episode i i just I think it's so cool that we're we're saying something that's never been said before, you know? It's it's new content and that's just so exciting and so we welcome all of you to uh not only listen to the new content but partake in it in any way, you know? Send us emails, send us tweets, ask if you can be on an episode, send us suggestions, anything. It's it's just it's it's so exciting what we've started here and uh, we welcome you all to join in in any way you'd want to. Also, Liam, I don't think I told you this yet. So this is actually a fun reveal for this episode. Someone recently did that. Someone messaged me on Twitter asking if they could come on. So we will be doing that. This is a real thing that actually happens. So please do it because we're not going to say no. <laughs> like, Come on. That's all I need to know. You are welcome. 
Um, yeah, thank you to everybody who we've lived with who has heard us screaming about movies late into the night and put up with a lot of dumb bullshit and a lot of requests for quiet on the set and helped us get this going and given us any feedback and just been really cool about letting us give this a try because, you know, you, you, you get to the point where you're like, yeah, I think we should also have a movie podcast and it's easy to sort of get kind of like, oh, but there's a billion movie podcasts, but I really do think that we've carved something out here that's unique and interesting and we're really excited to continue doing that. And I think that I've learned a lot, not just about like film itself or, and like how I consume it, but like how to better contextualize those things and how to analyze them with other people. And I'm really excited to do more of that. So thanks everybody. It's been, it's been weird and cool. Thank you. And start your own podcast. Yeah. Fuck it. Don't let anyone not let you start a podcast. There's infinite podcasts for a reason. You yeah, know? yeah. Corey and I, when we uh, first talked about doing some sort of podcast, it was a couple of years before we ever actually started. And um, looking back now, and looking back at the last year and how good I feel about that, I totally wish we. This had could started be like the earlier. fourth year anniversary if we had just started earlier. <laughs> Absolutely, and and you know that's not to say we had the idea for this title and this loose concept at the very beginning, but I don't think that matters. I think it would have just been so fun to start something and see where it goes maybe we would have ended up rebranding or cutting it off and starting again later but all that stuff's okay you know if you if you try um to do something on the internet it's no one's going to penalize you if you if you start and then stop there's so much on the internet that you might as well just put something out there and then see how you feel about it don't get caught up in how everyone else is going to respond to it and if people are going to listen and if people are going to like it you know if you have even the inkling of desire i think you might as well just give it a shot and then from there there's there's so much uh possibility for you to figure out your feelings about it and get better or try something different you know the stakes are low but like the possible rewards or outcomes are really high so it's worth taking the shot because worst case scenario you try something for a bit and you don't like it and you can try something else and that's totally fine um so maybe we'll see some more podcasts popping up with some friends of ours in the future and that would be cool um so we don't spend the whole episode um diving into like a navel gazing nostalgia tour uh we are here for a specific task liam main event main event baby woo and um that main event baby woo is um we we thought about what made the most sense for an anniversary and for a while it was going to be similar to our um biannual recap episode spectacular which i guess is becoming biannual in a different sense now um but that didn't end up coming together for a couple different reasons, but also I think it's probably for the best because it it wouldn't encapsulate the full year. It inherently encapsulates half a year. Um, and that I feel like would have hampered us a little bit. I do need to clear my throat again. One second. <clears throat> I, I, this has never happened while recording before. It's fucking insane. <laughs> Corey says that every week. This happens all the time. Oh my God. I guess, I guess we're keeping it in now, but Jesus Christ. It actually um, takes us five hours to record. Because I'm week. constantly hacking up a lung and like drinking just gallons of water. Yeah, that's, um, that's why I remember the Blair Witch episode lasting so long because your cough the sun was, really was coming bad up. that day. I had to cut out six hours of wheezing. It sounded like that <laughs> penguin from Toy Story. 
Um, so we we went through a bunch of different options, and we decided, you know what we're going to do? Our main event, woo, is going to be the good old-fashioned tried-and-true top 10 list. And before this episode started properly, we just spent a lot of time talking about the rationale for our top 10 list and, like, the mindset that we had when we started writing them. Uh, because we both struggled to write them. Um, Liam was making changes up until I told him he had to stop. And he may well continue to make changes while I'm talking. I would never know. Um, so this is a, truly a mystery to both of us. That said, um, I'll just give a quick rundown of what my list is going to be like. And then Liam can give a quick rundown of his. My list doesn't include two movies. They that Two movies weren't allowed to be on it. They were Dread and Cat People. I didn't count those because I already had seen those movies several times and loved them a lot before seeing them on this show. So I wanted to spotlight things that were new to me. So I kept those off. And um, other than that, anything was fair game. So those are like the the rules for mine, basically. What, was there anything with yours? No, nothing with mine. I, I wanted to at least give everything a fair shake because I like I really like the idea of us doing a top 10 based on the all the episodes that we've put out and everything we've seen because a lot of general film podcasts out out there put out episodes that I love which are top 10 of the year because they're constantly reviewing movies new releases throughout the year and then when they do a top 10 sometimes there's something on there that they didn't even talk about on the show they didn't get to give a, a review but they really love it and that's great because a, a cool movie is highlighted um, but in our case I think it's really neat that you can go back and find our specific thoughts on every single one of these movies and I also wanted to consider every movie because I didn't want the audience or myself to get to, you know, my whatever my top one is and then say, think, oh, but did he like uh, this movie that he left off more than that? Um, right. I, I want to I see how everything really stacks up against each other. And also, I, I wouldn't be sure where to draw the line on what to consider and what not to consider if I were cutting out movies I know I liked before because... Some stuff was a rewatch, but I ended up liking it a lot yeah. more than the first watch. You also some rewatched stuff. a lot more than I did. That's um, true, yeah. So in my case, it was anything that I thought I had already seen for years and would realistically make the top four, I didn't want to put on because I felt like it was taking spaces away from like new stuff I'd rather get the chance to talk about again. But I think your way of doing it also makes complete sense. Yeah, it totally checks out, and I'm excited to see uh, where that stuff ends up. Um, uh, all that, all that new stuff. I'm excited to hear your thoughts about that. Yeah, and I will say, just so everybody, we're on a level playing field here. Um, this is not what episodes were our favorite. That was not the mindset we were in. We may well try to freestyle that at the end, but as far as we plan this out, is like, what movies did we think were the best? Which ones did we like the most? Um, also, we sort of, uh, in the immortal words of the Kingdom Hearts franchise and also Keiki, we let our heart be our guiding key. By which I mean, we didn't really rely super heavily on past notes. At least I didn't in part because most of my notes from this show are not here. They are in a notebook that is in a different city because life is wild. And um, we just didn't have the time ourselves to go back and like re-listen to 50 plus hours of content. So we took a look at the 
episode descriptions, maybe whatever notes that we had and just sort of thought about the movies. And that's how we've ordered them here. That's part of why we mentioned that all of these have standalone episodes. So if you do want more elaboration, we'd encourage you to go listen to those episodes again or for the first time if you're new and um, see how we felt. But these are going to be more reliant on just how we feel. And I think that's part of why some of the lists have been so finicky is because part of it is like trying to navigate the memory of do I only like this now because I've seen it more recently or do I actually like this more than this other thing and it's because it's been a year since I watched it or blah, blah, blah. So are these bulletproof lists? Maybe not. Are these lists that we would stand by in a month? Maybe not. But uh, this is a great snapshot, I think, of, you know, we're coming up on a year. This this episode comes out two days before the actual technical anniversary date, which uh, the first episode came out on July 31st, 2019. Though you could argue that our anniversary is like sometime back in June of that year because we started, before we started putting them out, we were recording. In any case, um, that's the mindset that we were in. Liam, is there anything else you want to hit in terms of how how you were thinking about this? What was your zone? What zone were you sure. in when you made this list? Yeah, my zone was just how do I how how do I feel about these movies right now? It's not so much how do I remember feeling about them um, because I'm not that person anymore, man. Even though it's on record Deep. and I was that person back then, I don't think I am anymore. And so there have been many times we record this podcast where I've said, um, you know, I felt this way about this movie when I watched it a day or two ago, but I've been thinking about it since and right. I think I like it more. Or we get to the end of the episode and I'm thinking, wow, I, I actually, now that we've talked about it, I like that movie way more than I thought I did. And so or some of those thoughts sometimes. Yeah. So, so some of those thoughts have continued. It's been months since I've seen a lot of these movies, uh, some of them, you know, maybe even almost a year since I've seen them. And so I've seen so much in between. Um, and I've been thinking about these movies um, and how I felt about them. And sometimes they just replay in my head. I'll remember a scene from a movie or I'll, uh, I'll remember that I hold this movie so fondly and I just get a craving to watch it. And some of these movies I, I might have talked about on the podcast and really loved them, um, but I haven't really thought about them since. And so I had to keep that in mind. And so one thing that I did consult briefly and I realized that it wasn't going to help me was my letterbox. The Necronomicon. Ratings. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I looked to the Necronomicon <laughs> to tell me, does Evil Dead deserve to be in the number one spot? And it said, yes. Yeah. Cool. Uh, I already, and I I already are, guessed are it. putting Evil Dead at number one <laughs> for fear of getting possessed by Clancy Brown again. <laughs> and Pet Cemetery is number two through ten. Yes. <laughs> no, I uh, I looked at my letterboxed ratings um, just to get an idea of how I felt about those at the time, but I realized right away that I can't I can't organize these ratings and have a list because. Um, all of these movies I rated right after seeing them, and I was so interested to to find that you know, hey, I don't I don't actually feel that way anymore. Um, I would give this a much higher rating or a much lower rating. That movie hasn't stuck with me at all. And so you'll you'll find from if you consult my letterbox ratings or if you even consult the episode that these movies are from. While um, I'm sure I I still feel a lot of the things that I said at the time, the overall feeling that I have now might have changed. And so um, 
you know, if, if, if you look at my letterbox and you see that a movie that's rated as a three is above a movie that's rated as a four or something, um, you know, maybe that's, that's something I'll need to amend once I that's check life. out those Deal movies again. It. Yeah, totally. Get a helmet. <laughs> life stuff. <laughs> So, uh, so yeah, this is, this is really, um, just getting in touch with our inner selves. We're not being super, um, clinical about it, which is why the lists are so fun because Corey and I really don't know where we're going with these. We couldn't cheat by looking at each other's letterbox ratings. Uh, we couldn't cheat by recalling exactly what we said on the podcast because Corey and I have been living, uh, ever since putting up those episodes and, uh, you know, I'll put we, it this we, way. You might think differently about it now. I have a movie on this list explicitly to prove a point. That's bold. So I'm so excited. You know, we're out here. Um, really quick, I did have a little bit of audience interactivity. I've got two. Ooh. I've got two top ten lists from people that we've had on and or listeners. Um, I to be fair, I didn't give people a lot of notice to do this, so um, there's not that many, and that's my fault. Uh, but I've got two here. I've got first one from Neil, uh, final Neil, to be clear. Um, he said, here's my list of the top 10 movies you've covered. Dread eight times, Evil Dead one time, TMNT one time, Halloween Resurrection zero times. Oh, holy shit. I thought I was worried for a second there. I thought he was copying my list. But then he got to <laughs> Halloween Resurrection and I realized that no, that's that's and his. Um, his top 10 episodes are American Reunion 10 times, which I guess makes sense seeing as he was on it. Um, and then from the Mortal Podcast Discord, another fucking shout out for those guys. They just keep getting them for free. Uh, we got Danny Cage, everyone's favorite. And Danny put together a list. He did say. Um, I haven't watched a lot because they sound terrible and it's slim pickings, but here's my favorite 10 based on what you've covered so far. Um, so he said, dread the invisible man speed. Do we know if this is, sorry, Corey, do we know if this is 10 to one? Ooh, I think it's one to 10, which is what fucks me up. Do you want to know what third is? Sure. Speed two cruise control. Wow. So you're sure this is one to 10. I mean, either way, I'm surprised. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, uh, I'll clarify with him, but I believe it is one to 10. And then oh, so we've that got, would make that would make dread number one. Yes. And invisible what, man two, two speed two is third. Then back to the future three, the next karate kid, Jurassic park three, Tron legacy, the thing 47 meters down uncaged in Texas chainsaw 3d. Oh, hey, that's a really cool list. That's a cool I, I like, list. I like, it is uh, completely different from mine in every conceivable way. Yeah, I, I like that there's a lot of uh, sequels to older movies, 90s movies, Speed, Karate Kid. Yeah. Tr- Tron is in there, uh, Back to the Future. That's a, that's a very cool list. I yeah. would love to hear more about that. Yeah, uh, maybe we can get him on sometime. We can figure that out. And so there's two other things I think we got to get to before we can get into our lists here. One is we both have honorable mention sections. Do we just want to list those quick? Let's rule out things that are not on our top 10 list. Mm. Or do honorable mentions come at the end? I think we should do honorable mentions at the end so as to not spoil anything. And then here's my other question. We said that we wanted to guess what each person's number one movie was. Are we doing that now? Because if the lists start, we're going to start narrowing it down. Yeah, we absolutely got to do it before we start. Okay, so guess what my favorite movie was. All right, so everybody, I'll fill you in a little inside baseball here. Before we started officially recording, 
this episode, not not the podcast a year ago in general, just right. this episode. Yeah. Corey said to me, I'm kind of stuck between my three and my one. I'm wondering if I need to change those around. And I said, Corey, you're three and a one. How does that, shouldn't it be your two and a one? How, how are those so interchangeable? <laughs> he said, no, the, the two is two for sure. The, the two, two is, is two. definitively two. Yeah. But it's just that those one and three might make a different place. And he said, he told me that the three was something that we recorded a bit earlier on, a bit early days. And so he's thinking maybe uh, he likes that movie a lot more now. I mean, Corey, you, you talk about it a little bit. Yeah, well, actually, a slight correction. Right now, number one is an older episode and number three is more recent. And I'm wondering if I made the number one episode the older one because I don't remember as much about it. But then it's like, do I just want to make number three number one because it's more fresh in my mind? And I haven't decided. Wow. Okay. So that that throws things. So refresh me once again. The listeners are following, but I'm a bit slower. So sure. the one is the more old is the older episode. Yes. Wow. Okay. Then I I was certain everybody going into this episode yeah, that I knew that I knew be? Corey's number one. What did and you think now, it was gonna be? Man. Okay. So. Here's what I think. Yeah. Based on what Corey has said, I think his number one older episode, and Corey, do your best poker face here. Yeah. I know you got to work for it. Do your best. <laughs> Fuck you. I think, I, <laughs> I think Corey's number one is 2010, the year we made contact. Okay. And I think his number three is the invisible man. Okay. Interesting. Interesting cool and so you think that that's the final thing like that's what those are gonna be well i mean based on the hints you've gave me i think that's absolutely what it is currently because invisible man more recent 2010 is older right do i think you're going to switch them maybe who knows <laughs> it's true i mean we'll find out we're playing calvin we get ball there. with these top tens man yeah uh you know, so I, I don't want to say whether you're going to switch them or not. I think that would that might influence you too much, or you could do the old leprechaun trick and just do the opposite <laughs> of what I've said. Yeah. So, uh, so but, then, but we'll 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 figure out if that's your three so, and one. And I'm thinking about yours, and it's tough because I know yours in, might include a lot of movies that I know you really like that you had seen before because everything is fair play for you. So, trying to think about that's been been tough because I don't know if I want to go with something that's like been something you've been into for a long time or something that's newer um and i was looking at the list of episodes and i was trying to think about the conversations that we had in my memory and i think you might throw a bit of a curveball in that i think your number one isn't a movie that um everybody might necessarily think it is I, I, I'll, I'll just say it, and then, like, we'll see what happens. I think your number one might be Maniac. Wow. Okay. Yeah, that's, uh, I did love that movie, didn't I? And that was pretty recent, that episode we did. And so yeah. I'll, I'll admit and, and that I, I it's think... not, it's not, it's not likely, I think, very differently, but, uh, that is a, that's a great guess. Yeah, well, and I know you had seen it before, but it's not like you had seen it, like, Knock Knock or, like, Cabin Fever times, which I know is different, <laughs> so... I'm thinking like maybe you're giving some some credit to something that's like newer, generally speaking, in um in the whole in the whole lexicon of things. Um, do we just want to start? Do we just want to start with our ten? Who wants to go first? Do you want to go first? 
Well, uh, let me ask you this, Corey. Uh-huh. Is your number one going to blow the house down? I don't know. Um, because one of us is going to have to go last, and I think that should be a, that should be a bombshell. And I so, don't think mine's not going to... I don't think mine is going to necessarily be a surprise. Okay. But maybe it will now. Now I don't know. Do you think yours will shock me? Hmm. It's okay if that gives away whether or not my guess is 100% right or not, because that's yeah. part of the fun of guessing. Do I, do I think it will shock you? I can go first. Let's just, let's just rip the band-aid off. I don't think I'm All necessarily right. going to bring the house down, but I can go first. All right. <laughs> You're going to laugh at me. <laughs> All right. So everybody, we're going 10 to 1 here. Okay. So get your popcorn out. The anticipation is going to build throughout the episode. And Corey and I were talking about before, we've never done a top 10 discussion the two of us we don't know how we make these lists and so we've talked a little bit about our outlooks going in but it's still going to be a big surprise for both of us uh this is new territory <laughs> for Corey and i's friendship so <laughs> okay so i think 10 is already might be a slight surprise uh number 10 is and i swear to god i have a reason for this number 10 is to all the boys p.s i still love you <laughs> All right. Yeah. You know what? Did you expect I, uh, that on the list? I I was f fairly certain that would be on your list. Yes. Where did you, did so, you think it was going to be low? Because like I think it had to be low. Yeah. 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 Um, I thought it was going to be pretty low. I thought it would be definitely in the bottom five. I, I didn't necessarily think you were going to slap it right in the ten spot because um. I don't I don't I didn't take lightly your appreciation for that movie and I think it's really cool that you liked it yeah. so much and so um That's why I, it's I here. figured it would be on there and so now that it's your 10 I mean I'm excited to see where else we're going to go but I think that's a great spot for that one. Yeah, that's here. I I said earlier that I had a movie on in part to make a point. Uh that's this one and the point that I'm making is that that movie was significant for me um not just because like I disagreed with you and Laura but because that was a moment where I was recognizing that I was letting myself like something that is not like stereotypically made for me. And that felt like a big deal. So I wanted to give that movie credit because I did like it and I did like it genuinely. And it wasn't this like weird irony, like laden, impossible to understand reaction. It was just like, I had a really nice time and I liked those characters and for some of its flaws, I just, it was very nice and it made me realize that there's like a whole other set of films that I can let myself get into if I just get over myself. And I wanted to give that movie some credit. Dude, that makes a whole lot of sense. I'm, I'm glad that that has representation on your list. I think that's a great 10 too, because it yeah. can so easily be an honorable mention because we know you liked that movie and it's still, it would still be throwing it some appreciation. So I really respect that you gave that a 10 spot. Yeah, I think I think it had to be on there. Uh, had to had to represent for my girl, Laura Jean. Totally. Um, okay, so what's yours? What's your 10? My number 10 is Black Christmas 2006. That's what I thought you were going to say. I was like, there's no way 2019 is 10. I think if it's on there, it has to be higher. But why is this one here? Yeah, that one is there because of how much more fun I had it had with it the second time around, which was the the watch I did for the podcast, and just how how much I find myself wanting to watch that movie, and I'm reserving it for Christmas. But um, Christmas in July, just, baby. 
Yeah, yeah. So let's do it, man. You want to have a, a Zoom watch party, Black Christmas 2006? Yeah, sure. <laughs> um, I just, I just think it's such a fun slasher Christmas movie. Um, especially after having watched Black Christmas 1974 recently, uh, maybe my favorite horror movie ever made. I just really love that this takes a different approach and is so zany and taps into so many different uh, Christmas elements. You got death by Christmas lights, death by uh, cookies. Yeah, you know, icicles. Um, icicles you're in the snow you're in a big decorated house a lot of really cool kills in that movie big weird monsters yeah the death by christmas tree is in there (laughs) um and so the reason it's it's at 10 right now is because um i mean it's gonna stay at 10 i can't ask you what your eight is and you say this movie again yeah 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 Uh, the reason that I have it at 10 is just because that first time I watched it, um, I, I can I can recall being a bit, uh, feeling the characters were a little bit flat and, and not really throwing myself into the fun vibe. And so while I know that I did that the second time around and the movie very well might grow in my appreciation every year, because I'm definitely going to watch this movie every year, uh, after two watches, I'm not yet at the point where I'm going to put it above some of these other movies but uh you know if we were to do a revised top 10 list a year from now after another christmas has passed it could maybe be higher it would be a bit it could be higher on the list yeah yeah okay cool i don't have a ton else to add for that so i guess we can just go to nine so liam oh man uh i hate to say this i really do um number nine is 2010 the year we make contact wow yeah <laughs> Oh my gosh. Yeah, hearing you say that, I was like, oh shit, we're going to cover this one early. Dude, wow, okay, okay, I am... So why did you think it was going to be one? I'm super surprised, okay. (laughs) I'm so happy we have a real surprise. Yeah, yeah, this... (laughs) I normally play it cool, but Corey has blown my mind. I have whiplash right now. (laughs) And that's my thing. Um, the reason I thought it was going to be 2010 was because you you gave me that little uh, that little hint about it being an older movie and maybe it's grown in your estimation. And um, I, I flipped through our old movies and that's the one that really jumped out at me above all else. And while I'm, I was certain that 2010 would be on your list, I didn't have it nabbed as your number one. Before we started recording and before Corey told me that um, his number three was currently right. an older movie. Okay, I, I get it, I yeah. Thought, I thought Corey's one would be, and possibly still is, The Invisible Man. Okay. And then, and then when Corey said that his one is currently an older movie, I thought, well, then it has to be 2010 because that that's absolutely his favorite of the older movies that we've covered. <laughs> and so, well, it... it it does kind of make sense because the fact that you said your older movie that's currently at number one might have grown and, and you might um, really love it even more now. I think that it's going to come as a big surprise to me because I don't know what it is, but I also get 
how that might sneak how how that might have snuck into your number one spot because you weren't expecting it. Whereas twenty ten, you were pretty you were pretty sturdy in your love yeah. for it, and I think you you understood how you felt about it, and so it does make sense that you kind of you knew where that one stood, and it and it wouldn't have snuck up on you. Well, Is that fair to say? Yeah, and part of why it's low on the list is because when I went back and I thought about all these movies, I found that there was stuff about it that I forgot or it didn't. The impression had faded slightly, which made me not want to put it that much higher. Um, not that I've lost any like appreciation for it. And I still think the the fact that it, it makes such a conscious effort to humanize, um, I guess effectively a series whose whole thing was a lack of humanity juxtaposed, which like the evolution of humanity was a really bold choice. And I think it does a lot of that well. But when I came to look at everything we had talked about, I was struggling to remember the finer details and I felt like that was telling me something. So it, it got lower on the list, I think, because of that. Got you. That, I think that's a great explanation. I'm glad you said it first, because there are some of those movies that I'm really feeling that way about, too, where we really talked them up, um, but, the, but the details have faded. And so um, it's cool to know that you're human, too. Yeah. And even a movie like 2010 that you just praised up and down could have gone that way and so uh, yeah I'm and i love that this excited. keeps my this keeps the top of my list like wide open now you have no idea what it's gonna be <laughs> it's true yeah it's uh man i have a i have a flickering thought i'm, I'm not gonna say it just okay. yet because i don't want to i don't want to yeah. just keep stamping on your list and, and plague you with guesses but uh i will say on record if it's not the movie that is in my head right now everybody and it very well might not be because Corey has just blown my mind <laughs> then my mind will be in the stratosphere <laughs> my mind will blow again I, I have i have one more guess and uh, that i'm not gonna say and if it is not that then holy shit Corey has bested us all okay this is an elaborate ruse dude what if my whole gambit was just to intentionally pick movies and put them in spots that I thought you wouldn't expect. That was my whole plan. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is actually, you're actually saying the list in reverse. Right <laughs> <now>. <laughs> to all the boys was number one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what's your number nine? My number nine is a, a recent film. Oh, we covered very recently. Oh, and so I was, a, I was able to figure it out pretty well. And is Knock Knock. Oh, okay. I, I thought you were going to say Maniac and I was going to be like, oh, I fucked up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which, you know, uh, that would have made a lot of sense too. Um, but I got to be honest, I'm not surprised Knock Knock is here. Um, I'm not surprised it's in the top 10 and I'm not surprised it's low in that. But I guess I'll let you explain why. Yeah, it's just um, it is a movie I really, really love and hold dear. But um. At this point, it's a movie that's just it's a it's a party watch at this point, mm -hmm. and and I would put it on to show people and watch with other people. Whereas some of the other movies um, that I have on this list are films that really blew me away after watching them for the podcast and got me super stoked on them. And I can imagine watching them by myself again and i can imagine um digging deeper into them and figuring out more about them whereas when we watch knock knock kind of like how um i imagine you felt about dread before we went in um is just that i i knew how i felt about knock knock pretty well which is that it's it, i think it's a great movie and it is one of my favorites um luckily enough we've 
we've done enough great movies on this podcast that I would consider all 10 of these movies some of my favorite movies um, just in general. Mm -hmm. And so Knock Knock is, is fantastic, but there are just other movies on this list that that really surprised me and are still really, really exciting to me. And uh, And I hold dear now, and I think I'll hold dear in the future. Um, and so that's why it is, it's down there. Yeah, that's cool. I think that makes total sense. Like, um, in much the same way where it's like had dread and cat people been on my lists, they might, I might not have put them at the top to like make room at the top in a similar way, but like I knew how I felt. Um, and that's part of why I didn't do that to sort of keep things mixed up, but I totally get doing it that way. I think that makes a lot of sense. Um, yeah, yeah. And, and um and it's also this particular movie is just one that is a it's a fun ride but it doesn't it doesn't totally slam everything into me and light up my senses in the in like in a cabin fever original cabin fever right. sort of way cuz sure. it was it wasn't a deliberate choice to put this on the list and put the the newer stuff up at the top it's just that's the way that knock knock kind of presented itself mm-hmm. to me. Whereas if we happen to cover, um, ha- happen to have covered the original cabin fever on my list, I think that I would have put it, you know, top three because that's just how I feel about the movie. But right. knock knock in comparison to these other movies truly is just a, a, a step a down from yeah. the others. Yeah. Cool. Okay. I think this might be another surprise and I'm going to say that because I think I just realized why it's in this spot. Like just now like moments ago um Mm -hmm. my number eight is halloween resurrection oh man okay tell it dude Um, tell it and i i just realized why it was the first time on the show we loved a movie for how bad it was i think does that make sense Mm. that yeah that makes a lot of sense yeah Yeah. because before that we had um texas chainsaw karate kid book of shadows speed nightmare on elm street and then even something like Airbud, where it's like but i hated a lot of those or in the case of things like the karate kid it's like this was all right you know what i mean um but they weren't leaving a huge impression in terms of quality but i think when it comes to you know buster rhymes kicking someone out of a flaming window it's like I'm here and I'm loving what this movie is doing because the movie also knows what it's doing and it doesn't give a shit and it knows what it is. Whereas the biggest problem with a lot of those other movies is it was either trying to be something it's not or it didn't realize what it was. Whereas Halloween Resurrection knows what it is. And if you're willing to get on that wavelength with it, you'll enjoy it. And I think I've just realized now that my enjoyment of the movie came from that and it was enough to put it where it is here. Yeah. Dude, that's 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 a great great way to put it. I literally it. Makes, just realized this like and, as you were talking it clicked. I love that. So when you put it at 8 and didn't realize this, what were you thinking? It's just like I had fun with that movie? Um, I just knew it was on the list and I knew it wasn't at the top. So I just had to put it lower down and thought maybe I was going to move it or something or take it off, like I wasn't sure. But the longer I looked at it, the more it just sort of was in that spot and I was like, "Okay, sure. Let's put yeah, it there." Yeah. I tell you what, that is a special episode to me too. Yeah, um, I guess you're saying it came after Blair Witch too. Yeah, it did. Yeah, it's actually it's it's later than I thought. Um, for some reason, I feel like Halloween Resurrection was a really early episode, but it's actually episode. Well, I guess it's still early, but it's episode thirteen. Ooh, spooky. Yeah. So we had had like some experience by that point. 
Yeah, but it's true. We the just based on um, the kind of movies we were picking, and we were we were still really sticking close to our format of of forgotten sequels at that point. A, a lot of the stuff we were coming across just wasn't uh, very good. wasn't wasn't really lighting us up. Yeah, and so that Halloween Resurrection is a very special episode to me too as well. Um, <laughs> simultaneously, I don't know how many more synonyms I can think of for the two. <laughs> Also, um, as well, uh, <laughs> additionally, um, <laughs> it was a super special episode to me um, because I just remember being so surprised that you loved it. Um, yeah, I mean, me too, man. Like, and I think that's my favorite thing about the show in general is the the reactions that are unexpected because there's tons. Like, it happens all the time, but they're special when they do happen. Yeah, yeah, and that was just, we had so much fun with that. It made me like the movie even more, even though I, I started the episode really liking the movie. I knew I was going to say that, having Corey like it, and, and just we bonded over that movie. Um, it was really special to me, and so I, I'm super glad you got that up there. That is that is awesome. Fuck you, Neil. <laughs> Final Neil, specifically. <laughs> yeah, we, we have to clarify which yeah, Neil we're telling bet, the fuck off. I think, I think original Neil would be on our side for this one. <laughs> um cool man so yeah so this is your your number eight sure i'll i'll give it right here Corey. oh man my number eight is the third poltergeist movie okay poltergeist three you said that in a weird way i guess because you thought maybe you could have said exorcist third exorcist mm-hmm. movie we talked about that did we talk about any other threes i could have santa said the claus third, the third santa claus the Robo-Cop. third black black christmas black christmas okay so there's a lot of them actually yeah dude poltergeist 3 um that is a really special movie to me uh both in terms of how i feel about it now and in terms of the episode because when we started recording and even more so when i finished watching the movie i was not super into it um right there were there were there were bits that i got really stoked on particularly a lot of the practical effects um but a lot of the acting and characters just were not sticking with me at all. And I thought that it kind of lost the plot near the end. Um, some of the final scenes in particular with, uh, what's her name? Alan, uh, girl from RoboCop. Uh, oh, Nancy Allen. Nancy Allen. Yeah. When, when she's on the, uh, this one of those things on called? its own. What's her name? Allen is very funny. Uh, <laughs> yeah. She's- You're like, you're like, my name's Corey. <laughs> <laughs> this is a Wendy's. Um, uh, she's out on like the like the window cleaning balcony kind of thing. That's exactly right. And uh, <laughs> again, I'm not super good at recalling specific stuff from movies after I've watched them. And it's more just a general feeling. Um, but my general feeling of not liking that movie is attached to that moment on the window cleaning thing. And it's also attached to uh, the teenage dudes um, bopping around in like that, the, the office building yeah. in, uh, in the high rise. And so there was stuff that didn't stick with me, but when Corey and I got to talking about it and shared our love, or at least I, I, came, I came in with a head of steam. Corey shared his love for what I liked. It made me love those things. And then once I loved them, <laughs> talking about them and it made me love them so much more and now when i think of poltergeist 3 holy shit i'm thinking about uh the little girl's performance i'm, I'm so sorry heather donahue no yeah heather donahue y- y- that sounds right hang on it does keep it talking does, i'll look I'm, it up 
Okay. Heather Donahue's performance is absolutely incredible. Heather O'Rourke. She, that's right. I think Heather Donahue is a Nightmare on Elm Street or something. Probably. Uh, you would, you would know. <laughs> I wouldn't, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Heather O'Rourke is an amazing performance, and her little red pajamas are absolutely iconic. That is a great costume design. Uh, the use of mirrors in that movie. Um, yeah, it's all sick. And the, and the cinematography related to it. There's some really cool um, visual visual spooks that aren't are focused on and they're just kind of in the side of the frame um the practical effects are absolutely killer i'm thinking of the parking lot i'm thinking of uh the dude who dies unexpectedly by getting dragged through the wall mm-hmm. and then he's melting um melting <laughs> yeah the ice in the parking lot sick dude. as fuck great effect so there's just so much stuff in that movie that is like I'm thinking of it as all-time great horror set pieces that I'm just really, really excited to have seen that movie, and I'm really excited to watch it again because I know there are so many movies I've seen before that uh, had cool bits about it, but other stuff dragged it down, and then when I watched it again, uh, the great stuff gets great, and the stuff I didn't like starts to recede, and so I think this is going to be one of those one of those movies and so i had to put it higher than 10 which is where it sat for a little while but it wasn't going to be like five or higher that's right that's right and again if we do this list a year from now it it very well could be i think it's a really really special movie um and really does a lot of wild wild things um and it's so remarkable that the dude who made that movie who directed it didn't really do much afterwards you know he just he came in and he killed it and unfortunately critically and commercially it didn't do too well and so that was the end of that but i i'm glad to be a champion of that movie and yeah. uh i'll prepare myself to be more of a champion as i watch it more times because yeah. that is a that is such a cool horror movie that i think um, I also hold very special because you and I hadn't heard anything about it before going in. Right. Um, ha- hadn't heard good stuff about it. Some of these movies um, that we've talked about that are sort of lesser known because I'm like in horror circles online. I, I sort of hear swirling discussion that, hey, this movie is underappreciated. You should check it out. I, I didn't I haven't heard any of that for Poltergeist 3. And so when we Corey and I checked it out and both found so much to love in it uh that just it really struck a chord with me and so that movie i think it it deserves to be on here and it and it deserves to be above knock knock and black christmas because the big stuff in that movie is just so so big and so i'm I'm super super proud of that one yeah and i i also love it like we'll talk about this more i think as our top 10s go on but like digging up movies or rediscovering movies that um people just haven't been talking about and then being able to be like, Hey, we like this is always so fun. Really quick. I had to look up the movie and in the people also ask section, it says, how many times do they say Carol Ann in Poltergeist three? Um, and it oh, says in this film yeah. alone, Carol Ann's name is spoken a total of 121 times. Uh, Much is said about the ridiculous number of times that the name Carol Ann is spoken in the movie. Dude. And I, I recall that too. I think I brought that up to you on the episode and you, you hadn't, I don't. Th- I don't know if you had Carol clued Ann? into it. I had not. So that that just shows like that our different mindsets at the time of watching it. Yeah. But now that I'm months away from it, I forgot that 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 was a thing. And now that I'm reminded it's a thing, it kind of sounds. All I can hear in my mind right now is the name over and over again. <laughs> <Yeah>. Carol Ann. <laughs> Carol Ann. 
something about it, it being a hyphenated name too makes it so much funnier was carol ann heather o'rourke's character yeah okay yeah, yeah. um Okay, so just as a heads up, number seven is my spot with a tie. So we're getting the tie out of the way. Okay, I'm interested. Um, I also think I'm about to ruin your prediction. Man, oh. Holy moly. Okay. So okay. number seven is Dr. Sleep in The Invisible Sleep Man. In the Invisible Man. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> when you said it was a tie and my prediction is ruined, those two pair See, right together. Well, and that's, gotcha. like, that's why they're together. Um, so these movies are kind of two sides of the same coin, um, especially in terms of like the more recent adaptations that we kind of get to, where The Invisible Man is a from the ground up reimagining of an existing thing that is so good it's almost unfair, um, and it's really really well made. And I sung its praises over and over, and everybody else has like it's consistently been. Um, on people's like best of 2020 so far lists. And I don't think it's just benefiting from fewer movies coming out due to the pandemic. I think it's just that good. Holy shit. That movie was 2020. Yeah. February. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My mind is blown again. My mind's not going to be able to handle this. Yeah, podcast. So, that is wild. Yeah. So that movie's an incredible reimagining and it's so, it's so clever and the way it creates its tension is so interesting. The camera is so interesting. Elizabeth Moss is great. I really don't have a ton to say about it other than just like, it's just really, really great. And it's the perfect example of taking a franchise and doing what a lot of these movies refuse to do, which is try something new. Um, I think the biggest problem, especially with a lot of the remakes that we got into is that they were just like, so the nightmare on Elm street exists, but what if I was a nightmare on Elm street? And it's like, <laughs> no, you're not doing that as well as you think you are, so please stop. Doctor Sleep, on the other hand, is really intimately tied to The Shining, uh, as the ending makes pretty fucking apparent, as we get recurring characters, locations, themes, motifs, and everything. Um, but it also brings enough new to the table that it doesn't feel like it's latching onto that explicitly because it has to feel like The Shining. Um, it's there because it's integral to the movie. It's not there because it's integral to like the marketing of the movie. And it feels like a really clever continuation of something that brings new to the table while respecting what was there. Whereas the Invisible Man brings something new to the table by just doing something new. So I really couldn't decide which should go above or below the other or which should be on there. And to be transparent, I wanted to keep to all the boys on the list because it would have had to knock something out. So I decided to make it a tie because of those similarities yet differences that I think tie those movies together. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I it's, get a, it's as simple as that. Like, yeah, I guess that means you don't know what my number one is. Dude, not not only that, <laughs> this means this has far greater implications. Because <laughs> so, this okay. is, yeah, you thought my number one, you thought my number seven, and I, I do want to make clear actually, what this means is every movie from here on out, I fucking love. Because I do love The Invisible Man. Yeah, dude, you loved it so much. You loved it. Yeah. I mean, number yeah. one worthy is what I thought. Well, and, 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 hey, and, hey, and honestly, you're not wrong. I think from this point on any given day, I could love any of these movies enough to make them number one. And I don't want the seven to make it sound like I'm diminishing it. I think part of it is the 2010 problem. And maybe that's just because this year has felt like a thousand years. But when I was thinking about every movie, I found that there was um, 
and when I wrote the list, there was stuff about it that I couldn't remember as well. I think now that I've had more time to think about it, it's a lot clearer to me now. And I think maybe if I rewrote the list, I might move it. But that's where it ended up for this. Yeah. So what this means, Corey, is that the Wild every West. other every other movie <laughs> that was really funny delivery by you. It was very uh, it was very welcome to Chili's. <laughs> Um, what this means is that every movie you say from this point on, I'm going to be surprised by. Because <laughs> That's awesome. Because before we went in, before I even started talking to Corey and he gave me a little bit of a hint as to his three and one, I was fairly certain that his number one would be The Invisible Man. I bumped it over to three because he told me that his one was a bit older, but I still thought that... Um, it had to be his favorite of of all the movies that we've seen, and so while with your um, your little tidbit of your number one is an older movie, uh, and I still have that lingering thought in my head of I think I know what that older movie would be. I really want to know what you think it is now, but I don't. Oh, fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if it weren't 2010, which it isn't, I think I know what it is. So we've got if it's not that, my mind is absolutely blown. <laughs> but we also have. Even if it is that, because you've dropped Invisible Man far earlier than number three... That's so exciting. I'm going to be surprised that you have any of these above Invisible Man, and I'm now even more fascinated to know what your three is, because it's not the new movie <laughs> that I thought it was, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I, and I think, above all else, what this means is that Cats is not on your list. Cats is not on my list. Okay. Cats okay. is not in my honorable mentions. Thank you for letting that cat out of the bag. I yeah, you're welcome. Are you proud of that because one? I thought, dude, I thought it might have been on there. Why? Really did. Why, Liam? I really did. It's fucking terrible. I had fun, but it's bad. Like, let's not I act mean, like it's not bad. We had fun with Halloween Resurrection, and it was bad too, man. I they, thought they you are, they are, diff- they are different kinds of bad. I mean, I agree with you. You <laughs> did. <laughs> um. I will say, yeah. now that we've talked about it, I do think, had I written that list on a different day, The Invisible Man might have been higher. And it would have been higher than Dr. Sleep. So you're breaking the tie right now to say Invisible Man over Dr. Sleep. They're still both seven, but yes. Gotcha. Like, I'm not changing this list right now. But I'm right. saying, but, had I written this list on a different day, Invisible Man would have been higher on it. Right. So I, th- I think you're right. He's not saying it, but everybody who's uh, keeping score at home, you know what his number 11 is now. Don't you dare take to all the boys <laughs> off this top 10 list. How fucking dare you? All right, Corey. This is how you uh, do where me? Are we at? Uh, your number seven. <laughs> yes, my number seven is the third Exorcist movie. The Exorcist 3. Nice. Yeah, it's, uh, this is honestly one that I struggled with a whole lot because like I feel like it? this... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I feel like this is my 2010 where I just... I know how much we loved it and Mm. I know the praise that we said for it. And Mm. I can remember, honestly, dude, I can remember even fewer moments from this movie (laughs) than I can, than I can knock, knock black Christmas or poltergeist. We need memory tests. Yeah. Um, you know, I remember the, 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 the nurse scene with the shears sick as hell. Holy shit. And I remember how much I loved seeing the actors just hanging out in a room talking. Mm -hmm. Um, but sounds like you remember that, plenty to me. Wait, you don't remember the end? That like cool confrontation where like the the floor becomes like a big hole 
and like there's like a fucking yeah. windstorm and he's like well, shrieking at him that's the thing i remember that that looked cool but i also remember that that's kind of where the movie started to lose me in between that big yeah i mean to be fair the director didn't want that either but yeah yeah so um this is honestly my most uh tenuous pick and the reason it's on here is it's weird that it's tenuous but it's still seven yeah, it's just, I'm just going off of blind faith, really, and how good, <laughs> dude, how good the, uh... Going off of the blind nurse... faith is appropriate considering the subject matter of the film. Yeah. <laughs> You're doing it in the um, spirit of the movie, in the nurse scene. Yeah. The nurse scene is, it's like, if we were doing top ten scenes yeah, here that all-timer. we've seen o- over the year, it's, it's like number one, you know what I mean? It's just so, so good. And also, I can recall... Just so, so you're totally... telling me number one isn't magical Mr. Mistopheles song number? <laughs> um, Good to know. And I, and I just know that I was so invested in this movie from front to back. Um, but this, I'd say this is the outlier on my list just because it's, it's going against what I said before, that this is me following my heart now. And, um, right. And, it's and, a bit of a holdover. Yeah, it's it's a bit of a holdover, and it's just that um, I'm certain, I'm fairly certain, as certain as I was that The Invisible Man was Corey's number one. I'm certain that if I were to watch this movie again, I would just I would be reminded, and I would be like, oh yeah, like that's 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 just as killer as I thought it was. And this is um, to me, it feels fairly old um, in in terms of our podcasting. Yeah, I, it was, I recorded ep- it was the- episode four, I think. Yeah, I recorded this one in the basement of the house across the province. And so, like, this is just, like, um, I associate it with, like, Airbud and The Hangover 3, the lost episode, right? Where it's just, <laughs> like, at that point, maybe I couldn't even articulate, like, what I loved about the movie super properly. Or <clears throat> maybe... Uh, oh, you getting choked didn't... up? <laughs> <laughs> nice. Thanks. Um, or maybe, like, we didn't have the format totally down where we were able to pick out exactly um, all this stuff that would really stick with me the way that I did for Poltergeist 3. Um, I'm sure it's a great episode, and I'm not talking smack about how, how we did it. I'm, I'm just hypothesizing that maybe sure. these are some of the reasons the movie didn't stick with me. Um, but when I put it on my list, it's still like it didn't feel right to have Knock Knock, where I know how I feel about it, or Black Christmas, where I didn't like it all that much the first time, and then watching it again, I had fun with it. Um, it didn't feel right to put Exorcist 3 behind that, because I know that the time I had watching The Exorcist 3 almost a year ago exactly was super profound and mm. deep, and so I wanted to give it that representation. Yeah, no, totally. I think that makes I think that makes perfect sense. Um, I will say, I have we... Have we had any doubles yet? Have we Dude, both? Dude, we have, we have not. They have to come, right? They have to be. Yeah, I would imagine <laughs> that the top of the list is where that stuff starts to happen because your bottom five are like, you know, you're like... Those are your, very, those are your personal choices. Personal choices, kind of a fun grab bag, but then at top five, it's like, all right, you know, Serious we, shit. we know where we stand with this. Yeah, we're buckling down. And so my guess is that we're going to start to even it out in the top five. But Corey, I don't know. You're a man of mystery at this point. <laughs> new season, new you. I don't know. Um, well, number six isn't going to be a double yet either. So uh, we're not there yet. Because my number six is Black Christmas 2019. 
Nice. Kind of speaks for itself, I feel like. Uh, this pick is specifically to spite Mitch, who is profoundly wrong about this movie. <laughs> Got you. And um, he uh, he just doesn't get it, man. Or I'm just kidding. But um, yeah, this movie caught me off guard with how much I liked it. And it's um, it's got a bit of Invisible Man syndrome. And I mean that in the best way possible, where it's taking a pre-existing thing and doing something dramatically new with it. This is a conversation we've had a lot not just about what the role of a remake should be in terms of updating it for like contemporary audiences, but also, um, you know, what, what should a remake be doing to differentiate itself and how does it do that while still feeling like the thing that it is? And we've talked about how like we could see any number of variations of movies where like Michael Myers shows up or any number of variations of movies about a bad Christmas and um, I think that Black Christmas 2019 is one of those perfect encapsulations of doing something new that still very much feels like the thing that it is. Like, it is a Black Christmas movie, but it's such a clever update for, um, like, our current social climate and um, our Me Too moment and grappling meaningfully and hard with... Um, just I guess toxic masculinity, patriarchy, assault, um, women being targeted in a way that is thoughtful and empowering, but still makes a good movie. Like I don't personally think that it's trying to do that so hard that it's taking away from the rest of it. I think it just executes it really well. Um, and it's another great example of what a remake should be aspiring toward if it's going to try to do something new. Yes. Yeah. Dude, I think that's a it's a great pick and your explanation is great because it it shows the kind of types of sequels and remakes we encounter on this podcast, you know, where we get our speed twos, which is uh the same thing over yeah, again. Speed two is nightmare. let's do that again. We get our nightmare on Elm Streets, which is really let's do that again. Yeah. Uh, and then yeah, Black Christmas 2019, Black Christmas 2006. It's cool that they're they're both on here. Um, and Black Christmas 2019, it's really cool that it's on there because uh, which is implying one, to me that it's not on yours. It's it's recent. It's uh, it's relevant. It's uh, not on my list. <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, um, well, what is on your list? What's number well, six? Oh, do you have more? Okay. Yeah, yeah, I'll talk about it. Um, the reason Black Christmas 2019 isn't on my list is sort of um, a rapidly, a rapid onset case of 20, 2010 syndrome, where it's just as time goes on, as the seven months have passed since I've seen this movie, sure. it has it's really faded from my memory. And in fact, the stuff that I didn't like in the movie is... It's it's doing the reverse Poltergeist three where the stuff I didn't like is kind of what I'm remembering it at about okay. it at this point. Sure. And unfortunately, like that might be because uh, because of all the backlash I, I read online and that I'm not reading positive things about it, and so I'm not being reminded of what I loved. Even though I still agree with the with the themes of the movie, I still agree with the approach. All all the stuff you said about the what the movie is actually doing, I'm still there with that. I haven't and I haven't been radicalized by the internet, but it's just uh, some of the stuff that bothered me um, is sticking in my head, whereas the other stuff um, 
is it is has sort of been overridden maybe just by the other great movies we've watched in the last seven months and so yeah it's also one i'm excited to check out again and me too i want i want to see if i feel the same way the next time i watch it yeah yeah so um you know i'm I'm not it's not on my list but i'm not making any definitive statements about that movie because we're both on record saying we really really appreciated that watch and there's a lot to love about the movie so i I can't take that away from you or me you know all that stuff's true yeah no totally and um i think you made an important point in there which is you're able to not love the movie and not disagree with what it's saying (laughs) because i feel like a lot of people saw the movie and they're like well i'm a rampant misogynist so i can't like this and it's like Nah, man, it's okay if you don't like the movie and you're you don't have to be a rampant misogynist. You can just be cool and not like the movie. Don't be weird. Um, yeah, right. Yeah. This is me uh, making a bold statement that this is a firmly anti-misogyny podcast. Oh yeah, totally. Let the record totally. show, <laughs> as if that yeah. wasn't apparent. As as if we didn't make that true when three of us were on air saying we liked Black Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyway, so if Black Christmas 2019 is not on your list at number six, what is? I'll give it to you right here, Corey. Number six is Halloween Resurrection. Okay, higher the up. The first double. That's right. Uh, you know, you kind of said it before. There's there's not a whole lot to add. It's just, uh, it's a movie that I really hold dear to me based on the first time I watched it. Um, you know, you can hear more about that by by checking out the episode. But to give you the short, short and short and long of it, what is that phrase The long and mean? short of it is what you're trying to say. Even then, what difference does it make? What does it mean, long and short? I can look that up while you're talking because I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, but it, it like it means you're supposed to say something quickly. So I, maybe it means like to get, to make a long story short, but you're just abbreviating that the yeah. long and short. Uh, the substance or the gist of something. The first page of this report will give you the long and short of it. I know what it means, but like why? I don't know. Because English is a dumbass language. Because like true. what yeah. it's saying is like it, it's giving you the like effectively what it means is like it's giving you the long of it shortly, and it's giving you <laughs> the, it's giving you the important bits, not at length because it's short. Fuck this! I don't know. I don't like it anymore. Bad saying. <laughs> so this is a firmly anti long and short of it podcast. <laughs> we are pro women and anti long and short anti- of it. <laughs> uh, let it be known. <laughs> We're waiting until the top 10 episode to reveal it. Now that we have the first year out of the way, we're coming out. <laughs> okay. Uh, anyway. Yeah. Hall- Halloween Resurrection. Um, the first time I watched it, I, I was with a friend. We, we had some snack food. Uh, he had seen it before. I hadn't, but he had seen it a long time ago. So like this stuff just kind of existed as a fever dream to him. And we just got to just we put it on and um we were just totally floored and we had so much fun watching it um we were kind of on a halloween movie kick and by that i mean like michael myers halloween movie kick and so it was just <laughs> it was so refreshing to see brand just had an halloween blast <laughs> and uh and that fun didn't go away when i watched it for a second time um in prep for the podcast it wasn't as fun because that time i watched it alone and that was actually one of the terrible uh watches that i had to do on my phone because clancy brown had infected my laptop at that point man yeah and so you, i watched you it really on my need phone. the majesty of buster rhymes kicking and in, in a full screen yeah <laughs> <laughs> but but the magic still came through and it especially came through when Corey and i talked about it and so uh that's that's one of those movies where it is uh it's the poltergeist three thing it's the uh 
anti-Black Christmas 2019 thing where it's just the good stuff is just getting so good to me in my memory and the bad <laughs> stuff is, is again fading. And so uh, I, you know, I, I love that movie. I would watch it annually. And at this point, I likely will. You know, the streak stands strong. And so uh, it's just, it's so, so much fun. Like unironically, dude, in in the Halloween franchise, that's that's one of the ones I would grab. It's absolutely one of my favorite ones and uh, i just i have so much fun with that movie and so it, it's got to be there it has to be on here uh because i'm holding it on our artwork yeah come on like it had to be there know, I, yeah i, 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 I was point. tempted to put it at number one just because i had to stay true to my reputation right on on uh on that artwork but uh you know when it came down to it i, I had to be i had to be true true, so true it's, to your it's, feelings. it's like it's a stixer yeah well, I'm also about to give another double, so we can kind of get through my number five quickly. But we are into the top five. Um, my five is Poltergeist 3. Um, nice. For all the reasons we talked about, except I liked a lot of it more. <laughs> like, the the aesthetic is exactly the kind of thing I'm into. Um, it does clever visual tricks. Uh, I liked all the characters for the most part. I was genuinely compelled the whole time. Did some stuff I wasn't expecting it to. The effects are all really great. Carol Ann? Like, you know. What more do you need? <laughs> I, don't, I don't even want to like dwell on it too much because we have like a lot more to get through. But you know, I I that movie's great. That movie was another really pleasant, like we said, surprise of like digging something up and being like, oh shit, you guys, this movie's actually good. <laughs> like, yeah, special special movie. Yeah. So do you just want to do your five? Yeah. If you got nothing else to say about that one, I mean, we can we can move on. We talked about it already. All right. So my number five is Zathura. Oh, okay. Yeah. Hell yeah. And uh, I got to tell you, man, this is if I maybe like had more time with this movie, uh, because again, everybody, this was my first time watching Zathura. Um, it, it might be higher if I if I had some more more time with this, like I've had with uh, other kid classics I know and love Back to the Future, E.T., uh, Jurassic Park, like Spielberg type movies, because yeah. um, I think this is right up there with them. I've only seen it once. But man, did I have such a good time with this movie front to back. I was laughing. I was invested. I was impressed by the acting, the effects, the sets. Um, and I just think it is a super, super tight family movie. Um, and I, I really do think that it'll be special to me for the rest of my life. Um, I'm excited to see it again. And uh, the, the good stuff is just so good. I was I was absolutely blown away by the movie. And so... It had to. Uh, it, it felt right to put it top five and um, to break up all the horror movies on my list. Yeah, you know, because it's these it's are just, these uh, are horror heavy lists for both of us. Yeah, it's true, and I don't know if that's representative of our tastes or of the podcast. Uh, I think it's representative yeah. of the podcast. <laughs> yeah, but but even then, it's like we've given all these non horror movies a chance, right? And they're yeah, just they're just they're just not doing it. It's just uh, they're just all fucking old boys. <laughs> It's just the podcast is just proven to us that horror is the best genre. I do. All there is. <laughs> I do think that my like eleven to twenty would have a lot of those non-horror movies in it. Yes, and and I'll tell you that my honorable mentions are the exact same. That's where you'll find a lot of those. Actually, but, uh, my honorable mentions have a lot of horror movies in it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> well, maybe that says something about uh, your top four coming up. But anyway, uh, Zathura is dressed. Um, I think it's it's so cool. I love that 
it uh, relates to my childhood, um, you know, 2005 era. Um, I, I think it's super funny. I think it's engaging. And I just I think it's a really, really good time. I'm so glad that it's left such an impression because I know that it's like it seemed like the kind of movie that you'd probably get into. But I'm really glad that you're as into it as you are. Yeah. Yeah, man. I, I'm, gl- I'm glad, too. I wasn't expecting it at all. Um, my number four is another double. Okay. Which one do you think it is? Oh, good point. Good point. Oh, dude. <sighs> <laughs> I have a guess, but yeah. if I if if it's that, then that means I don't know your number one at all. Oh shit! But I feel like it's gotta be. I don't think it's Black Christmas two thousand six. So ain't. what does that leave? I think it's Exorcist three. That is correct. Holy shit, Corey! I have no <laughs> idea what your number one is. <laughs> I have absolutely no clue. <laughs> that was my guess, rules. man. That's so. Um, well, then you probably know why I like it already, and we already talked about it. Um, it's it's got it's iconic, obviously, for some of its best scenes. The thing that carries it is the camera's really interesting, um, but also like those performances, you just can't argue with them, man. They're so 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 good, and George C. Scott's doing so much, and. Um, it it carries on like an abstract legacy of not even abstract it carries on the legacy of the exorcist while feeling like its own thing which is something that we've said a lot already and that's what's so important but that movie is so much better than it had any business being and there's so many little things i remember about it like i'm i can think of like there's like that mary statue that's like covered in blood and there's that part where like the doors of the church blow open and there's like crazy scary wind and there's obviously the shot with like tubular bells playing and there's the staircase and there's the fucking stuff in the diner and there's that part at the end and there's obviously the nurse thing with the big scissors and just how protracted that whole thing is like i could just rattle off moments that i think make that movie great um and i think it sticks out so much because it's just so much better than it had any business being Uh, dude and it's it's by the guy who wrote the book right? yeah it is i can't think of his name right now but uh yeah it uh, is William Peter Blatty. Something Blatty. There we go. Yeah. William Peter Blatty. Yeah. What a mic drop. Like, holy shit. Yeah. Like, what a flex, too. Like, just showing up and being like, yeah, I can do movies. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. 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 Like, Stephen King puts out Maximum Overdrive, and people like are like, oh, so that's what it's like dude, when uh, dude, writers direct William, their William books. Peter Blatty's making fucking Stephen King look like a brain dead child. Yeah. I know, dude. <laughs> that's totally true. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man, rest in peace. Yeah, well, what I, a what a fantastic movie. I like that the rest of my list is a total mystery then. That's fucking awesome. Dude, I, I mean, am... I don't know what you could hit me with anything here. I have I have no idea. Like we're in uncharted waters. It's true, it's true, but your your guess so far for my number 1 is still holding it's up. It's holding up. It me. could it could well be Maniac. I'm just dude, I'm just out here looking for something to grab onto. You've got me, Corey. I feel like you're forgetting an obvious thing. I'll just say that. Yeah, and uh, as you were talking through Exorcist three, we'll uh, well, you know, what, let's just go on to my number four. Okay, sure. Yeah, hit me. My number four is the Rage Carry two. Okay, yeah, hell fucking yeah, it is. Let's go. Love that. Yeah, um, Corey's Corey's uh pick on the on our glorious artwork. It's a movie that just absolutely blew us away it's kind of a it's another poltergeist 3 or exorcist 3 situation where we kind of just thought we were getting into uh, a sequel of a movie that um we'd have a quick discussion about and um know where we stood and then leave it be 
but it really took us by surprise, man. And um, when I think about this movie, I, I can see the movie in my head. I can see what it looks like. Um, I can I can see the woman who played Rachel and how fantastic she was. Um, I can hear the teen music, which I love so much. I can see <laughs> the, the really awful, but realistic uh teen boys in the movie just um, the can, shittiest boys yeah i can the themes that it's going for the way it it retells the carrie story but does it in its own way um you know it's just so so impressive um and it's uh it's a special movie to me i haven't seen it since we watched it which yeah um, me neither i'm i'm, I'm kind of disappointed by because like, holy shit this movie it it hasn't faded um at all from how much i loved it like i i don't like it any less it's just it's been a little while and also the three movies that are above it i'm i'm able to say a bit more definitively that i really love most if not everything about them um or as the rage carry to I, th- I think there there was a few little things in there that uh that i felt like faltered a bit but all in all i mean if we've said it once we've said it a thousand times check out the rage carry too yeah it what are you guys fucking ass. doing watch the fucking movie yeah. Um, I don't want to get too inside baseball, but the thing that upsets me the most about the year of the podcast that we've had up to this point is that that's the movie, according to our distributor, with the fewest listens on the episode, and that shit keeps me awake at night. Yeah. People yeah, need to give like, this movie a fucking chance. I know, I know, dude, because I'm sure we have better episodes, and hell, maybe that's our worst episode. It could be. Uh, it very well Who could be. Who gives a shit? But... but <laughs> It just means that people are looking at the Rage Carry 2 title and just like aren't even giving it a shot. And Corey is holding it in his cartoon hand on the on the art. My little cartoon hand. Don't yeah. you respect me and my cartoon hands? It's there for a reason. And I really hope that me having Halloween Resurrection next to you isn't making people think that we're like being iconic comparable. and holding yeah. up movies maybe, that like maybe. we're goofing on. Yeah, because uh, it's it's not that at all. Both those movies are special. We should have both while, been holding MVP. Yeah, <laughs> we should have been sitting on a I pile of MVPs. We should have been sitting on a pile of MVPs. <laughs> yeah, Rage Carry Two. Um, holy shit! Okay, check it out. Cool. That was your what four? Four. Okay, so I'm onto my three then. Oh, this is nerve wracking because this is the yeah, thing so- that might have changed. I haven't changed it yet. And this is the moment where I have to make that call. Yeah, this is the vending machine moment. This is the moment where you're trying to pick between two things. And after standing there for 20 minutes, you hit the buttons, you make a decision. And right as the gears start turning and the thing Uh, comes toward you, you say, shit, uh, I made the wrong choice. Number three is Maniac. Oh. What? I didn't see that coming. You didn't think it was going to be that high or you thought it was going to be higher? Oh man, I guess I hadn't thought about it regardless. Um, <laughs> I did no, I didn't. When you told me that a new movie was going to be number one, you yeah, didn't that think didn't Ma- even, Maniac that didn't, is new because like 2012 is still quote unquote new. But I guess you thought like 2019. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I guess I was thinking newer like that. And also, um, yeah, dude, that one totally slipped me by for you. I know we both loved it, and um, it surprised because, me too, to be completely honest, when I was writing the list. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. And it makes sense that it's above all these other movies, but um, 
Well, yeah, man, you just talk well, about that's it. Why that's why I said that one. That's why I said there's a chance it's recency bias because we saw this more recently than Exorcist, more recently than Poltergeist, more recently than 2010, more recently than all these other movies. But I think that aside, and we've said the same reasoning over again, which is why these segments are getting shorter, but like, this is how you remake a movie. <laughs> and absolutely, it's so bold and there's so much to dive into. And it also can speak to the current moment in a way where just like when you think about the kind of man that Frank has to be to be doing this, it's just horrendous and terrible. But I think style carries this movie a long way. And I'm not saying that in that it lacks substance, but I think the combination works wonders. POV for the whole movie is such a fucking risky choice and it pays off so well for these filmmakers and it adds this layer to being in the shoes of a person like this and then once we started getting into sort of like how real is the version of the world that we're seeing you know is he projecting things that aren't there you get you peel back this whole extra layer of the movie um, that I think is really, really fascinating. And I think it all comes together to something that I just wasn't expecting. And I think part of the surprise is still what's carrying it to being this high on the list. It was such a shock. Yeah, dude. Um, I'm shocked too. Not because I didn't think you loved it and not because I don't love it. It's just, it's a, that one's a sleeper pick, isn't it? You know, yeah. I think people will absolutely be surprised. I was surprised that you loved it. And so I guess when we initially talked about it, and so I guess I'm still kind of in that mindset but holy shit man i think that's that's so cool and everything you said about it is absolutely true i'll tell you right now that my mind hasn't changed since we talked about that movie a few weeks we'll ago we'll see if I'm, it shows right up there with you because we're still fucking yeah. waiting <laughs> it's true um yeah i was curious if my saying that i thought maniac was your favorite was going to influence where you thought i put the movie and i guess not because i have it up here pretty high <laughs> um that's that's right yeah no dude you did uh i don't know what the reverse trickery you were up to there was but I, I somehow by by calling out maniac you made me forget about maniac consider that it applied to you because yeah. <laughs> i made it your movie whereas i think yeah. that mixed with the fact that invisible man showed up so much sooner than you thought it was going to true really so muddied much. the waters people need to write down Corey's technique here this is some rope-a-dope shit <laughs> manipulating my mind i'm not consciously doing that i don't want that reputation on my conscience oh dude i like that reputation i like top 10 Corey. this is good <laughs> as a different person than regular Corey. Or maybe this is just season two Corey. man we're out here i mean season two's technically already started for us yeah we're no spoilers people. but season two Corey is very interesting okay cool well that's weird that's a weird metaphysical thing to leave me with what's your number three <laughs> All right, my number three, um, I'll let you in on a secret, Corey. I've been feeling the same way about my number three that I'm not, I wasn't exactly sure if it should go higher up on the list or not. I hope it's um, also Maniac. That would be very funny. But uh, at this point, I'll stick with it. And I'm, I haven't moved around my top three at all since I started. And so I think that it shouldn't be moved. I think that I knew what I was doing when I did it. And so I'm absolutely going to stick with it. My number three is maniac yes yes that's so funny i fucking yeah. love it i have no idea what your number one is by the way but that's so funny <laughs> yeah <laughs> holy shit um 
Yeah. So at this point, man, um, for the same reasons, like I'm I, assuming like. same reasons. And like I said, my top 10 are all movies that I absolutely love. And now we're at the point where like, uh, all these movies are 10 out of 10s. I love them. I'm so excited to watch them again. I had so much fun every time I've watched so them previously and they're just, there. yeah. And it's just all, all the movies that we're going to get to now um, are super special. Maniac is so special. I don't want to make it sound like uh, the other two are, you know, it on it. Like Maniac is so good that putting it as three, like kind of feels like a slight. Maybe that's why you were considering putting that's, it to that, number one. That's why. And I think you'll see why because of what my number one is. But yeah, that's why. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but Maniac is fantastic i it was projecting when i said is your maniac is your number one maniac i was projecting yeah <laughs> <laughs> and uh a great guest dude because it's really it's really high and, up yeah uh, yeah i didn't move it around but um it also like you said it and i was like fuck maybe maniac should be because <laughs> it is it's absolutely number one worthy and so it's it's an incredible movie um i would implore anyone to check that movie out That's if you awesome. can handle a lot of blood a lot of blood okay so we're in our top twos um and i i, I can't tell if what we say is our number two is going to give away our number ones or not so i'm very excited to see how this goes mm-hmm. um so my number two which was always going to be number two yes yeah wow okay yeah is the color of money oh, oh. <laughs> did you forget forgot- about that one <laughs> dude because i, I knew you didn't you it. didn't like it like a crazy amount so i figured you might have forgot about it yeah well here's the thing i didn't forget about it entirely it's absolutely on my honorable mentions okay and cool. what what that means is that when i drafted my top 10 list i put down i wrote down every movie that i was like okay i love this movie let's see how many of them are there are and then we'll organize them into 10 and there ended up being uh it looks like about 17 18 of those movies and so i had to get a handful of them out yeah, of there i had nine color of money yeah color of money was one of them okay but uh i i it's a it's a great movie and you're right i totally forgot about it when it <laughs> applies to you i didn't even think about that at all and now that it is your number two i know even less what your number <laughs> one is <laughs> that's so funny holy shit um i mean it's hard to argue with martin scorsese right like we talked about this movie a lot um and i mean it's masterfully constructed and crafted the script is great the performances are all great you're getting powerhouse stuff from these actors and it's a really compelling character study i don't i have nothing to add like i highly recommend going to listen to the episode and trying this movie out especially because it's like you don't think of it in sequel terms um it doesn't scream sequel it's not like this is not the color of money the hustler too like that's just not what we're dealing with um but I mean, you know, Marty don't miss. It's true. And it's it's a movie that a lot of people might think of as a miss for him because uh, it's not really talked about as one of his movies, is it? But it's... Uh, but Marty don't it's, miss. It's a, it's a tight movie and he didn't miss. Um, and when I leave, I leave with the cash. That's all you got to say. That's all you got to say. I wish that were your number one. So that could just, that's what you signed off with. What? My, <laughs> I thought you were saying you wished my number one was that video of fucking minnesota fats <laughs> <laughs> yeah we'll put that in the show notes everybody yeah everybody <laughs> needs to see that okay so i have no idea what your number two or number one are so hit me number two Corey, is dr sleep yeah 
you know, I take back what I just said because I think after it wasn't Maniac, I thought if your number one had to be anything, it was probably going to be Doctor Sleep. Mm-hmm. And now that it's not that, as you you being the Stephen King guy, I'm at a loss. But okay, tell me a bit about Doctor Sleep, man. Doctor Sleep is just an amazing magic trick of a movie. The way it manages to be uh, a continuation of Stanley Kubrick's The Shining while also being a continuation of Stephen King's The Shining. And, uh, you know, in, in, by the same token, it is an adaptation of Doctor Sleep. Um, it just manages to... It's also kind of both. Mike Flanagan's The Shining. <laughs> Yeah, 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 absolutely. And it just, it manages to carry these things so seamlessly and it's so epic, but um, it just flows, man. The movie, it's just so easy to sit through. It has so many memorable moments, uh, so many cool, like, production choices. I'm thinking of when Rose the Hat, like, floats up into the sky yeah. and the camera turns horizontal. Um it's a really emotional. The character work in that is fantastic. It has a huge, huge climax that, again, um, speaks to both the book The Shining and the film The Shining. Um, and it is just a, it's a story that I really love, and I'm so impressed by the way it was told. Um, and I would love to check it out again. I would love to check out the director's cut. I'm sure I'll get to that soon. You have to. I, yeah, totally, totally. And um, I'm not going to lie here. Dr. Sleep and my number one pick, they each had things in them that I, I, th- I thought when I saw them, oh, that, that doesn't sit exactly right with me. Um, right. Some of that is uh, actually the, the performances. Um, and th- those are just things that, again, I've managed to kind of... Um, well, push down in my head and, and those edges are softened just because the scope and the execution of everything else is so incredible. Yeah, well, and I think it's important to just consider that when making a top 10 anything that, like, perfection is not the goal. So totally. I think it's totally fine that you have things you don't like about it, but it's still there. Like, that's yeah. that's normal. Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> or a, that's that a should great be point. normalized anyway. Yeah, I think, I think so too. I think that, like, a masterpiece doesn't have to be a 10 out of 10 your favorite movie doesn't have to be a perfect movie i think objectivity in film criticism is for nerds is bullshit bullshit, you know and so uh dr sleep objectivity in most things is bullshit absolutely yeah totally totally unless you're Um, like i put a liter of water in a bucket it's like well that's a liter of water then for sure but like other than that i don't fuck you (laughs) yeah totally totally and so uh subjectively man this movie is just it's the number two pick because it's a it's a 10 out of 10 despite me rating it a 4.5 on letterboxd at the time liar it's uh (laughs) (laughs) it's it's still it's still a 10 don't let that 4.5 fool you what it what it means is round up yeah round up (laughs) (laughs) that's how everyone needs to read my letterbox yeah. Round up a two to a five. <laughs> um, Spo- spoilers for the first episode of uh, of season two that we did. I ended up rounding up a two to a five. <laughs> which is a pretty big statement. Okay. Um, well, we're here. I want to yeah, give you... Any- I want to give you a guess. One more guess. Okay. And okay. then 
actually, let me let me do this. I want to narrow it down a little bit. Let me read my honorable mentions. Wow. Okay. And then I'll give you one guess. Man, Corey is confident. And also, I'm, no, uh, I, I'm cool with you getting it. Like, I think that's fine. Yeah. But yeah. And I. Um, oh, okay. This so great it's weird. So the first time I tried to narrow this down, I had 19 movies. Um, and then I was going to just put those other nine in the honorable mentions. These nine are not the other nine. And I don't know what happened. Uh, somewhere along the way, something got kind of fucked up. So here's just some honorable mentions. Um, so, okay. Some of this includes movies that I didn't put on. Like Dread and Cat People are in my honorable mentions. But we've talked about that. Um, Evil Dead. Honorable mentions. Nice, dude. Nice. Yeah, yeah, I came around a little bit. <laughs> um, Trauma. I'll, I'll tell you. I'll tell you real quick that when I asked my girlfriend what her number one would be, she's seen probably seventy percent of the movies yeah. over the last year. I would have loved to see For, a full list. That would have been cool. Yeah, hers was Evil Dead. That's that was her pick. Gnarly. She, she said. She said the movie where the sky rained blood. That was her, yeah. that was her pick, dude. I'm glad you guys are together. You guys go well. Yeah. <laughs> um tron legacy nice yeah pet cemetery 2 okay explain um clancy brown fair enough end of sentence this and not just his performance but our whole bit with that means a lot to me it's very funny and like memorable so like yeah you're right um zathura obvious reasons black christmas 2006 Mm -hmm. um this was I added this at the last second. The Wicker Man. Oh yeah, represent. I'll tell yeah. you right now. Uh, spoiler for my number one. That's not number one. It's my honorable mention for sure. I considered that on my list for a good while. Yeah. Um, the remake of Psycho because we go to bat for that movie here. Oh man, that w- that was my that was my guess for your number one at this point. Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's so funny. Uh. Okay, so what is your guess? Holy shit. Okay. We've done a lot of episodes, haven't we? <laughs> yeah, 53. This is, There's well, a lot. Th- this is There's... 53. So 51 movies. There's way more to choose from than I thought. I, I thought we were still green enough that I could list all like the ep- movies no. we've done no. so far. We are far past that. Yeah, point. we're fucked. Okay. What do you reckon, Corey? Am I, can I look at our episode list or should I just rattle off my head? I think you can look at the list. I think that's right. fine. Okay. So and I don't, there's step. something I really want to say to like help, but I'm not going to say it. <laughs> okay. Everybody, let's work through this. Get out your phones, <laughs> your laptops, look at our podcast list. I'll give you a second to pause the episode. Yeah, pause the episode. Okay. We're not going to actually wait. <laughs> yeah. And now you've unpaused the episode. Great. Okay. I'm scrolling. Okay. Hellraiser Inferno. No way. Air Bud. Corey is not me. Nightmare on Elm Street, <laughs> Speed 2. Okay. Oh, man. Texas Chainsaw 3, he would be an absolute god. But I can't <laughs> Could you imagine it. if I did that? Dude, but like I'm looking, what do you mean it's an old movie? Okay, I'm already up to Black Christmas 2019. Okay, it, you're, how seriously it, are you taking the word old? I'm, I guess what I'm year is it, Liam? That, what's that? What year is it? We are 2020. So if a movie came out in the 90s, it's already like over 20 years old. That's not new. But I figured you meant that it was old in terms of the podcast. Oh, I meant old in terms of when it came out. Oh, this changes things, doesn't (laughs) it, everybody? Well, it might, it might not. We don't know. 
All right, let's see. So, well, well I'm still scrolling. I mean, French Connection 2. Nope, no, it's way. not that. American Werewolf in Paris was me. It's not that. <laughs> it's not, not RoboCop 3. It's not <laughs> Flintstones. <laughs> Legally Blonde. All right, I mean, I'll just have to read some body language here and guess that it's RoboCop 3. Are you? No, that, are you serious? <laughs> Come on. No, I have no idea, Corey. Okay, you, I think you maybe thought I said this already. Yeah. It's the Rage Carry 2, Liam. Oh, my God. How did I forget again? <laughs> Holy shit. I was like, how is he not figuring this out? How is he not figuring this out? Holy shit. I've been... Everyone's going to take me for a fool <laughs> now. Because I bet everyone else was like on the same page with you. And they were like, you know, Liam, you just talked about it. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. Cool, and I thought dude. maybe because you had talked about it, like you figured I wouldn't have it or like I had said something about it already. I want to give you the benefit of the doubt. Um, yeah, I can't explain it, man. Yeah, I do want to say... I agree that I don't know if, like, I think it's a perfect movie, um, but I've obviously gone to bat for it immensely. Um, I saw it before I saw Carrie. It left a huge impression on me in that way. Um, it is clever in its commentary while also being an interesting movie, um, which I think is an important needle to thread. You can't just have a message. Um, I think it does a lot of really interesting things. And I don't want to discount the fact that if you look at the list of movies we've covered, it's the first time I would argue that we watched something that caught me off guard because of how much I liked it because of how good it was, right? Like, I was caught off guard by how bad I thought things were. Um, I think Exorcist 3 is a bit different because it had a reputation already, and I had heard about that, but I had never seen it. Whereas this is the first, like, this movie does not have a reputation at all. And it was such a big deal at the time that I couldn't, I had a really hard time not putting it here. Fuck, dude. Corey says what he means and he means what he says. <laughs> that is absolutely incredible. The movie he is holding on the artwork, <laughs> the movie that he constantly said, laments the fact that people aren't checking out this movie. The listens on that podcast episode, you know, it's not just a bit on the podcast. I've heard about it before. Oh yeah, I've said it without talk, like unprompted, just to Liam that I that I find that upsetting. Yeah, Corey. I mean, yeah, dude, you love the Rage Carry too, and I think maybe um, uh, and a brilliant pick. Um, so I'll just uh, talk a little bit about why you snuck up on me. I think yeah. maybe what it is is that at this point you talk about the movie so much in an abstract sense of just like people need to check out um, the episode or the movie because it's good and no one is talking about it you know it's a surprise movie that really surprised me how good it was but i guess i was just thinking that um that surprise was factor good. was yeah the surprise factor is what carried it to be brought up by you so much um and the fact that we both really liked it and how early in the podcast it was and surprised us but i just thought that stuff like 2010 exorcist 3 just like hit you more on all cylinders but you know now that you've mentioned it i'm thinking back to the episode and just like 2010 and exorcist 3 you love the shit out of that movie i love the shit out of that yeah, movie and, uh, and and 
unlike those other movies, we had no inkling at all. And I'm not, I don't want to, I want to make clear that that is a factor here. Um, that's not me saying the movie's secretly bad and I'm like justifying it, but that's very much part of the reason is that in the experience of making this podcast, that was a shock to the system in a really interesting way that I had never experienced before. And I want to credit that. Um, do I necessarily think that the Rage Carry 2 is pound for pound a quote unquote better movie than The Color of Money? Maybe not. But that's not the point. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, objectivity is a falsehood. Yeah, so I did think like, is it gonna be stupid if I make my number one the thing I'm holding on the art? And I that's part of the reason I almost switched it. Um and I just genuinely had to grapple with that a little bit. Um, because Maniac again was such another huge surprise. Um but yeah, man, I haven't seen it since we watched it the first time. I will say that. But even in my memory, really good. Even the stuff that I thought wasn't great, like you said, kind of falls to the wayside. Yeah, dude, that kicks ass. I <laughs> I promise I'm going to watch that movie again. Yeah, we need to watch soon. it again. This, this has inspired me like next next couple of weeks. I'm for sure. I need to re- I need to rewatch again. this to make sure that I'm not uh, I don't have egg on my face later when I go. Actually, yeah. it's bad. Yeah. Season two, Corey's gonna come back and be like, uh, "Yeah, the Rage Carry too. I made a big mistake." Nah, I'm a change. I'm a change. I would own that if it were true, but uh, I'm a changed man in season two. It's true, man. It's true. So, well, Corey, <laughs> before we throw it back here, yeah, would you be able to tell me where you would put Dread and Cat People on your list if you were to include them? Yeah, um, Cat People's probably. For the same reason, Carrie 2 is still one for the same reason. I think Cat People becomes number two right away. Shit. Because um, I fucking love that That's, movie. That surprises me too. I didn't know you were that into that oh, one. Oh, yeah. Either. That movie fucking rips. Uh, I think I want to keep the rage where it is to prove a point. But um, Cat People's right up there. Um, I'd say Dread's probably four. So that's between Maniac and... Uh... So it would have been it would have been the rage carry to cat people, the color of money, maniac, dread, exorcist three, poltergeist, black Christmas, Doctor Sleep, Invisible Man, and then the list would have had to stop. Got you. Yeah. Sorry to all the boys I've loved before. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, man, that's that's a good list. And I I should say I love that your number one is both a fantastic movie and like the definition of this podcast. <laughs> yeah, representative of the podcast and our experiences doing the podcast. Um, yeah, you know, I didn't want to. And, get... and that's that's highlighted even more when you put it above Cat People, a movie that, you know, I've heard you talking about how much you love since before we did the podcast. You know, that's wicked. Yeah, I didn't want to. I didn't want to. I didn't want to put too fine a point on like the experience versus the film itself. But then I realized that in doing this show, the experience is literally the whole point. So yeah. I decided that that mattered here. Um, Shit, man. Well, uh, do you want to do your honorable mentions? Sure. I'll do my honorable mentions. Cause you're still not sure what my number oh, one. I is, have hey? no fucking idea. All right. And I will, uh, Dude, I'm super proud of your number one, and I absolutely think that's a bombshell and a banger and <laughs> See, a mic because dropper, I'm holding it so, on the uh, art, I didn't think it was going to be. I know, dude. It's the it's reverse psychology. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll try my best to uh, to do some good stuff here, but you know, I just you should be proud of your pick. That's Thank awesome. You. All right, so I'll slap down some honorable mentions, and maybe it'll help you whittle <sighs> down what my one is. Fuck, maybe. We'll see. Because you... you I'll offer you, I mean, you should 
throw out a guess as well, you know? I will guess after your honorable mentions for sure. All right. So honorable mentions, we're going to get a lot of doubles here because sure. uh, our tastes align a lot of the times. But I've got American Reunion. You're insane, I've but okay. Got, <laughs> I've got uh, 2010. Yeah, probably. And this isn't 11. This isn't 11 through 18 or whatever. Because if I'm being honest, 2010 would be at the at the back half like of, of this list. Yeah, but 2010 is there. Color of Money is there as well. Yeah, I've got Dread. Yeah, I've got. All right, here I've got my original number 10 before I remembered that Poltergeist Three was a thing. Okay, this is a deep cut for you. My original 10 was Leave It to Beaver. What the fuck? Holy <laughs> shit. Oh my... Why? <laughs> I mean, maybe I, I can kind of see why, but also, holy shit. <laughs> maybe I should have saved that for the other episode. <laughs> that could have been my mic drop. Wow. I mean, I, I, yeah. I can see why. I can see why. I mean, especially because, like, if we reflect your list, like, that's my to all the boys I've loved before. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, I, it, I, that's a perfect way of putting it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, you know, it's Sorry. a movie I've carried with me my whole life and <laughs> rewatch didn't let me down. Kiki just messaged me. What was Liam's? Was it cat people? It sounds shocking. Probably cat people. Little does he know that's my reaction to leave it to be for in your honorable mentions. <laughs> <laughs> that's true this is our first episode with a live audience <laughs> all right so uh <laughs> yeah keep going keep going we gotta power through yeah and then i've got the wicker man yeah honorable mention for sure yeah psycho 1998 yeah fantastic movie we like and, that one um my last honorable mention, though by no means not the last movie we've done on this podcast that I've really, really liked, because there are still quite a few of those. But in terms of in contention for top 10 and then was thrust aside, it was actually Air Bud's seventh inning fetch. Okay. I, it's weird because I remember that episode just being laughing at the movie a lot. So I can't remember why. But again, we've established you're the family movie guy. So yeah, I get, yeah. I get so, it. So weird dichotomy I have here. Eh? It's like super bloody awful horror movies and, and like then, and sports animals yeah <laughs> um i'm looking at everything we've got here man i i don't know um and i i don't even feel like i have a good guess um because i know it i know it's not cabin fever because the cabin fever you like the most is the original cabin fever and i yeah. i'm not expecting you to be like it's jurassic park 3 <laughs> like right yeah um, right it's not the thing because i'm still thinking horror i'm like well it's not gonna be that um unless it is in which case fuck me i guess i don't think it's gonna be texas chainsaw that just doesn't seem that just doesn't seem right um uh, i'm just gonna have to throw some spaghetti at the wall at some point and see what sticks um i'm gonna go horror ride or die in part because you thought it might be mine and I don't remember how you actually felt. So I'm just going to say it. Was it the invisible man? All right, Corey horror ride or die. You were on the right track, but you should have gone sports animal ride or die. It was MVP. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. No, no, it wasn't. There's no way you're fucking lying. I am absolutely lying. Holy shit. I would have been so angry. 
<laughs> I would have no. just said no. Like you had to pick something else. I wouldn't have stood for it. Oh, yeah, I don't even think I could smooth talk my way out of that one. <laughs> It's like, like I mean, I guess it was a live commentary track, so I could make the so case that like You've thought once about we it? turned off the episode and I really thought about it, I was like, holy shit. You were like, that boy. They should have let that, that chimpanzee hard flip. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. My number one, unfortunately, does not have any hard flips in it. And if it did, <laughs> then it would be both objectively and subjectively. Let Elizabeth Moss do a hard flip. <laughs> yeah but my number one horror ride or die is the invisible oh man. i fucking got it right holy you did. shit i sorry <laughs> i thought for, i thought for sure that you and i were gonna have the same that would have been one. so really cool did. that would have been so fucking cool wow i'm yeah. i'm i I'm honestly shocked because I honestly would have thought Dr. Sleep would have edged that out on the Stephen King of it all. Yeah, no, I'll tell you Holy right now. Um, they, they're they close um, on the list, but I never really considered going the other way. I, I knew that Invisible Man was over uh, Dr. Sleep for me. Let's talk about it, man. Tell me why. That's so fucking cool. I'm so happy. And that really does make my putting it at number seven seem insane. <laughs> Yeah, and, and the fact that it's tied with Dr. Sleep, yeah, right, by yeah, number yeah. two. Yeah, that's, that's so cool. So funny. That's so cool. Um, Invisible Man is right there for me because, um, okay, one, it, it absolutely embodies everything we've talked about, about how to do a remake God. or a sequel, how to, how so to deal with um, an idea that people are familiar with and make them see it in a different way. And again, I haven't seen any of the other Invisible Man movies, but just knowing the concept of the Invisible Man and how it's been used prior and uh, knowing that this movie is titled The Invisible Man and then the way that it goes about that absolutely floored me. Um, I think that everything that hit you about Black Christmas 2019 um, uh, and related related yeah. to the themes hit me with Invisible oh. Man because this this movie I want I want to agree with that by the way strongly yeah 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 um this movie it it it's about something and it depicts that in such a heartbreaking engaging mm -hmm. natural way and it seems it just seems so perfect like this. This is a remake that feels like an original story because the idea of the Invisible Man um, and the way it's used here just seems like the way that it has to be done. You know what I mean? It's just it's too it's too perfect. Yeah, it doesn't the metaphor feel is like too a, perfect. Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't feel like a a subversion just for the sake of it, which I think like you know maybe would have been the problem that a lot of people had with Black Christmas 2019, and I think. Uh, people had the same problem with the invisible man is just that you're you're taking something that people are familiar with turning it on its head and then injecting uh social commentary in it and that yeah and that, but like fuck those people Th yeah. those are people <laughs> those are people who are complicit in the system and don't want to be shown it in their entertainment they can fuck off yeah also this movie's fuck art. you fuck you i won't do what you tell me didn't didn't um and really, um, besides all all that stuff, the fact that the movie is like so thoughtful and um, 
so jam-packed with like pathos and themes and it has something to say besides all that it just is so memorable and i feel like i could close my eyes and watch the movie front to back in my head Holy because shit, that's of, so good because of how much the movie stuck with me you know a lot of these other big movies uh, that I really loved, even Doctor Sleep. I I kind of remember them in fragments. It's just the way my brain works, and I know that I loved them, but um, what ties them together isn't quite there for me. But The Invisible Man, like I still feel so so strongly about the movie. I I can um, I can recall. I honestly like I feel like basically every scene, and I know that's not true, but it, but it feels that way. That's you know, the so attic. Cool paint scene yeah the opening scene that we spent so much time talking about yeah the um, restaurant the restaurant is incredible uh the kitchen um yeah even the smaller like the moments where just the camera just pans to the side um you're making me wish i had put this higher up <laughs> <laughs> for like 10 to 15 seconds is so so amazing uh the rain the the fight in the jail um the climax it's just it, it all really, really stuck with me. And um, if you if you remember, my biggest problem with this movie, um, and it didn't come up until pretty late in the episode, which shows you how much I I love the movie and I and I put all this stuff above my problem with the movie. My problem with the movie was Elizabeth Moss Elizabeth Moss's performance. Yeah, which is wild um, now. Like hearing, totally hearing you talk about yeah. it again, is it still a problem? Well, that's the thing, dude. I haven't seen it again, so I don't know exactly if it would be a problem, but I'll tell you right now that um, the way I came across on the podcast is kind of still the way I feel, where like even if it's a problem, it I don't really yeah. care all that much, you know? That's so cool. Um, and, and it's not, like, her performance isn't bad enough, I, and I don't think it's really bad at all, it, but it's not bad enough that it really took the movie down um, even back then, and so at this point, it, at this point, I'm thinking that Elizabeth Moss's performance totally works for it because that's just how I'm imagining it in my head. But even if I rewatch it and it's not there, and I still don't totally buy what she's doing, I can still buy into the character because she's written so well. Um, Elizabeth Moss is still doing the things that she needs to do. And so while it doesn't, it might not feel exactly real to me in those moments, I'm still following the story and understanding what I'm supposed to understand about the character. And just everything wrapping up the movie just makes it feel so important and essential. Um, seeing it in a, in the theater, I'm sure helped because a lot of these movies I'm seeing, I mean, some of them I've seen on a phone, laptop, yeah. TV with not very good speakers. Um, so I saw this in the theater. It was actually the last movie I saw before quarantine, which is kind of interesting. Um, that feels perfect. Yeah. Um, and the, yeah, the sound is incredible. I loved scanning the image, the huge image in front of me, and just thinking of the title, The Invisible Man, and 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 looking you do, at the you do love and, the title. <laughs> I dude, I absolutely love it. It's just um, I I was on the edge of my seat the entire time, and the movie just still rings true to me. And um, and all those big moments, you know, I'm so excited to see them again. Um. And, you know, even if Elizabeth Moss's performance doesn't work for me, I think I would I'd still put it 
as my number one because you know a, a 10 out of 10 masterpiece doesn't have to be perfect and uh in terms of everything else that this movie is doing well in terms of everything this movie is doing really it's just so impactful for me and uh it's really special i'm so glad i got to see it when it came out that's that's incredible first of all iconic podcast moment just happened when i got that right incredible stuff but Mm -hmm. um hearing you say all that like it's so apparent the degree to which this movie um impacted you like deeply and i feel like that's so that's such an important thing to recognize because i think on the surface part of the gimmick of this podcast and the movies that we're talking about is like the baseline assumption is that movies aren't able to do that if they're this kind of movie or if they're a remake or if they're whatever whatever but knowing that it's still possible and that it's still possible now really as someone who's becoming attached to this kind of movie um it really warms my heart knowing that like it's not going anywhere and knowing that it impacted you so profoundly just like i don't know it just it just feels nice knowing that a movie did that you know i don't have a better way to articulate it that's not very poetic or anything but i'm i know thanks man yeah that's so that's so incredible yeah, this this is this is why I love talking about movies with people and it's why this episode has been such a blast, you know. It's just it's so fun to love shit and to hear what other people love. Yeah. And, uh, totally, totally. Wow. That's so that oh man, that was great. This really does feel like a like a year climax. It really it? does. It's a very freeing episode. Yeah. Cuz it almost and like this is this is going to sound stupid, but it's like it's almost like we're able to let these movies go now for a bit. And like we're gonna learn about a bunch of new movies that maybe we love and maybe we hate, and who knows? Yeah. Um. But we're being we're being able to give like real appraisal to this first year and like understand the impact the movies had, the impact we've had on each other, the impact doing the show has had, the impact other people have had on us. Like it's it's a lot to really think about. It's been I wouldn't trade any moment of it. It's been really incredible. <laughs> I'm I'm right there with you, man. Um, before we wrap up, do we want to both just reread our lists from ten to one, just as a recap? Yeah, that's a great idea. Why don't I go first yeah, so that you sure. can end with what we need to end with? Okay. All right. You, so you ten could to argue one. We my... need to. We we could end with either of these, and I think it works. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, ten to one. Yes. Black Christmas, two thousand and six. Knock knock. Poltergeist three. The Exorcist three. Halloween Resurrection, Zathura, The Rage, Carrie 2, Maniac, Doctor Sleep, The Invisible Man. That's a good fucking list. Thanks. Um, that's a, And it ends like so strong, but it also ends so new. I find that fascinating. Yeah, I was not. I was not. Because you seemed like all, the man. old horror guy, especially in the first half of the season, like that that mm-hmm. was going to be your niche um, and how the tables have turned um in a way let's not get too dramatic but here's my top 10 just a quick recap to all the boys p.s i still love you 2010 the year we make contact halloween resurrection doctor sleep and the invisible man black christmas 2019 poltergeist 3 the exorcist 3 maniac the color of money and the rage carry two (laughs) great man that is a great crop of films i'm really glad that we have repeats but these lists are meaningfully different like i'm so glad we didn't just have this here's the same 10 fucking movies yeah that's a great point um or like if we did they're in different places for different reasons like that feels like super beneficial yeah yeah i mean um 
you know, we welcome more guests and co-hosts on the show whenever they're coming. Mm. But I also, I really appreciate that we are similar yet different enough that we can just between the two of us have a, a swath of films yeah. like that, you know? Well, and like the nature of the list, this leaves out a lot of moments where we disagreed because I just hated something harder than you did. Because I think I had a tendency to hate and you had a tendency to dislike. So mm. we, we didn't yeah. get to much of that here. Um, looks like uh, Joe Berlinger has been spared. But um, <laughs> yeah, this feels like the perfect way to encapsulate and put a cap on the year and the first like season of this and to chart wherever we're going next. This feels like a great like foundation to leave as like, here's how we look back at that first year. I don't, I don't know what else to say. I don't want to get too, too caught in the weeds again. Cause we talked a lot at the beginning, but yeah, thank you so much, man. This has been so not just for this, but for the whole year, it's been really incredible. Absolutely, man. I've loved doing it and I will do it. Uh, as long as Clancy Brown does, we're cool with Clancy Brown. Yeah, yeah. Clancy Brown as come long on the as, show challenge. As long as uh, who are we at now? Tim Allen, Joe Berlinger. Fuck Tim Allen. Yeah, fuck. As long as Tim Allen doesn't <laughs> uh, get to me, I guess. Cool. That sounds good. Is that it? Are we out of here? Do we want to? Do we want to ride off into the sunset of season two? Yeah, I mean that's it, really. Uh, yeah. Twenty twenty, the year we celebrated our one year anniversary. Yeah. Excited for the next one. Excited for the sequel, 2021. Dude, we celebrated yeah. our second We have to do a funny bit for that. We have a year to figure it out. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, thank you all once again from the bottom of our hearts, really and truly, for listening to a year's worth of They Made Another One. You can find us all over the internet on Twitter at They Made Another, all one word, and on Letterboxd at TMAO, which in classic fashion hasn't really been updated yet. You can find episodes on Anchor, Spotify, Apple and Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Breaker, and everything else as they made another one. I know you can see the title, but make sure you have the question mark and the exclamation point in there. It's not just style, it's also SEO. You can reach us via email at tmaopodcast at gmail.com with recommendations for future episodes, questions, comments, and your personal top 10. We'd love to see those. Our fantastic thumbnail art is done by Jade Dickinson, who you can find on Instagram at Jade Sketches and here on the show talk about Zathura and Jonah Bobo for too long. Liam, where can people find you? You guys can find my film writing alter ego Graham the Haunted Marshmallow on Twitter and Letterboxd. My username is Graham the Mallow. And you can catch me on Twitter and Letterboxd at Mr. Corey Price. And, um, and here we are. We made it. That's a year in the books. It's hard to believe, but you know. We're not going anywhere. We're, we're ready to dive into the second year. And um, we'll catch you here next week, in fact, for more. They made another one. And listen to the Rage Carry, too. And listen to the Rage Carry, too. That's kind of a given, yeah. And watch the movie. I mean, don't just listen to the episode.